United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own we don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it ganja. Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. And K- I'm KTI. KTI is filling in for Mitch today. Mitch has a graduation to go to. It's that time of year, right? Yeah, oh, done, yeah. People, people are graduating, done, getting gone, degrees. Graduating. They're getting all smart now. I don't know about that. Well, <laughs> that's what allegedly it means, right? Allegedly. Or They're all getting, uh, getting out so they can all fight for $12 an hour jobs. Ooh, me Great. first. Me first. I want it. Great idea. So uh, this is a KTI brought to you by KTI Productions. It actually sounds like a radio show. KTI Productions. Yeah, I like that name. Uh, can you turn that off, please? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you are done this whole show yourself. Yes. From the ground up. Well, not you know, only, there, was help from, there was help from Rod. Uh, not, only new, not only News 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 brought to you by KTI, but now the whole show. Yeah, you know, but it, it was inspired by Rod Kraft. You know, he's, a, he's one of the viewers that are one of the, in, in the chat room. and uh, He inspired you? Oh, well, he was like, you got to get Kevin. You got to get Kevin. You got to get Kevin. Oh, well, so thank you. Thank you. I then. got Kevin, you know. I, he wasn't forgotten. You know, he just, uh, you know. So now Rod, it's happening. Rod, so, so actually the show is brought to you by Rod Kraft. Well, inspired, <laughs> right, you know. I mean, Inspired it was wonderful. So that's well, yeah. good. That's what we want. We want if you have ideas for shows, throw them at us. We have no yeah, problem making it happen. Idea. We have no problem making it happen. Yeah, I listen. And we have plenty of ideas. But then again, it's nice when someone includes that because that—that's half the time the show is you know us learning as much as you guys. That's that's what we love about it. So tell us a little bit about him. What's the deal? So his name's Kevin Jodry. Uh He is the uh, owner and the guy who runs Wonderland uh, Nursery out Wait, in... Uh, where's that? Uh, up in... Uh, oh, man. I think it's Laytonville. Up in Northern California is where yep. it's at for sure. Got you. So, and They're big suppliers of clones and stuff. Huge supplier. Um, they put out a lot of stuff. And then they, uh, he also runs the uh, Gangier, uh, which is a website uh, kind of place where people can share ideas and information about growing and uh is that a real place or an online thing it's an online place but i think it uh i think he said it it started from uh from his little uh from his nursery you know because it was a place to exchange ideas because well you know in this industry uh exchanging ideas for a long time has been difficult and now that we can be a little more out in the open you know a little bit well yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah a little bit completely completely out in the open yeah secrets out um that's good. I mean, and, and uh, you know, Nor- NorCal is the front line for this entire industry for the longest time. Uh, now they're going to go through some major changes. So we'll have, I guess we'll have a whole plethora of stuff to talk to him about. Yeah. And then he also runs the, uh, what, the Golden Tarp Awards. Oh, that's true. Yes. So at a, at whatever, somewhere out in Northern California, somewhere get a tail or something. Um, yeah. Red, and and yeah. if anybody out there who is uh, dabbling in outdoor growing, would understand that if you're not light depth and you're dis- definitely missing out on a huge potential because to wait on your to wait on your natural cycle unless you live in the perfect spot if you live in the perfect spot who cares but like places like here in Colorado we can pull off you know two good crops a year even sometimes even more if you're really on top of your game but it's just also that different quality of light during the t- times of the year produce such 
different mm-hmm. things because, I mean, obviously everybody's you're all following the natural schedule. Um, you kind of get locked in on certain things. You can't do certain strains or whatever, but start them early. Uh, you can grow anything, you know, the strains that would normally not finish till December that we just never get those turps out of them. So, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't even say strains, cultivars. 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 Different you have to start using cultivar, okay? Yeah, we're updating all the language in this industry, Thank too. Thank you. you yes, know, that's the big... And that's the thing is, you know, he talks about it with the, uh, it was the Kanjie, so that was his way of... There is his famous way of changing, uh, you know, the term. And He's changing his own... You know, we like, like that. We love people who like change that, terminology. You know? That's our style. So, so, uh, so, like I said, Mitch not here. The kid's not here. We're just abandoned. I feel abandoned, actually. Yeah, they're all gone. That's, we'll make it I work. mean, I'm super stoked that you're here because... Not only do you make it on time almost uh, pretty much every time. I think one time you were being so. <laughs> well, yeah, that'll happen. I'm better here, though, you, than at other places. That's for darn sure. Our, you bring us all of our, our uh, pre-grow stones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's like our, uh, yeah, that's our, that's our job besides this one. And you brought news, news, news. I got a little news, news, news. So, and, and today, news, news, news will be brought to you by, strictly by KTI. He's going to do the whole thing. Oh, he, he looked him up. He's going to announce them. And he's going gonna, gonna to throw some crazy anecdotal stuff at the end, probably, because you have to do everything Mitch said, right? You have it all written down? Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Mitch gave you some specific Mitch gave me some damn good ideas, and we're going to go fall off that. So we're going to go uh, from yeah, I think on News, 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 he just said News, 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 right? Oh, yeah. He's like, nah, man, just News, News, News. You You're got good. that. You got that. So yeah, well, let's, get on. let's go with that. So ready? Let's bust right into it. Well, actually, can't... W- how was your week? Got to do that. Oh, my week was good. Um, yeah, well, you're moving, so it's never good when you're moving. Well, no, it's not moving, but, you know, I found some, you know, uh, went out and did some bouldering, uh, hung out in the Garden of the Gods for a little bit, and, you know, uh, getting ready for the outdoor season, you know, it's that time of the year, so just just getting ready on that, you know, and staying busy, and hopefully get some rosin soon. Well, I saw that the kid had uh, squished up some stuff for you. Yeah, a little squish, so I'm excited. It's good. I like to see. I like like it that you got your own. You'll have some of your own stuff. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah. My week was went by quick, man. These weeks are fly, like once it gets nice oh, out man. like this, flies by. Um, down at the farm, things are turning. It's same deal as you. I mean, we're just getting ready. Hoop house and Turn outdoors. And CC was working in the garden the whole time. The regular garden. The, 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 Totally turned it over. Looking good. Looking awesome. And uh, no, it's always good to get a jump on those things because there's nothing more depressing than missing out on like an outdoor cycle and just being like, oh, it's lame. It's so hard yeah. here, too, in Colorado. This has been the slowest start yeah. because we just had crazy bad weather for like three weeks straight. So that was our whole week, too. Like I said, too fast. I didn't have enough time to even get things done. No, yeah, and if you're not on it with the outdoor game, you know, you yeah. miss out. It's, yeah, it is all about timing there. So, all right, let's get to news news. news, news, news. Moving along. Moving along. We're going quick now, dude. There's only 309. Let's see. <laughs> you need the extra hands there. You need extra hands. Yeah, no kidding. So let's see, Colombia became the newest nation to legalize medical cannabis down in South America. I heard about that, actually. I saw some good, they had some big rallies and stuff. And yeah, it's, it's, I think South America will go really fast because, yeah. I mean, it's not like they don't have weed around at all times anyway. They have other problems. They have other issues that are way more pressing. Yeah, and then they, uh, uh, Paraguay, they're, they're important legal, legal stuff now. All right, ready? Okay, so this is out of New Jersey. 
And uh, it is saying, marijuana martinis, should government choose for you? And this is what I like to Senator, Senator Nick Scutari is about to try marijuana for the first time. He's a lawyer, and he swears he's never done it before. But as the author of a bill that would legalize uh, marijuana sales in New Jersey, he feels it's a weighty responsibility to investigate. So he's heading to Colorado where uh, on a mission. should probably figure out what it does to you, uh, says the senator. I'm going to do a little reconnaissance. What a brave soul. Yeah, I know. So uh, we'll be getting some more politicians out here and uh, getting them all high. So that's what they're doing. They're basically coming around Colorado to try all these things to hey, yeah. go back home and say it's cool. Yep, to go back and be like, I've done it, you it's know. It's official. It's official. So, no, that's about it. You know, it goes into selling weed out in New Jersey and how much money you could bring in. So Yeah, you know, minor details, just numbers and you know. large large numbers. The key is now, as long as you talk like $100 million about everything, then then, they're, then they'll listen. If you, if you start talking less, it's not interesting anymore. It's not interesting. Well, KT, yeah, that is brilliant news for you, let me tell you. Yeah, thanks. You need a bigger screen. That's the first that's thing. That's for damn sure. You need a bigger screen. You have your iPad, you know that. Well, I do now. I forgot all about it because I haven't had it for the past couple of weeks. Okay, so next time. Uh, what else you got? Get on there. Come on. News, news, news. Hey, news, 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 A new study conducted by the UNO has found an increase in marijuana-related arrests occurred in Nebraska since the legalization of recreational marijuana in Colorado. Uh, see, attempting to understand the cost of prohibition in Nebraska after Colorado legalized, uh, the director of Nebraska Center for Justice Research explains the study's findings. The main thing we found is that Nebraska's marijuana arrest rate has increased by about 11% from 2013 to 2014, which is the first year since legalization of recreational use of marijuana in Colorado. And we also looked at an estimate of costs of law enforcement jailing, and our estimate suggests that those costs went up by about 11.6% in that one-year period as well. Uh, the director said the data was collected by each Nebraska county, and then while data is not uh, causal, there is no uh, there's a correlation, uh, and the impact of Colorado's new law was bigger than expected. Well, the reality is there is all it is is that the cops in Nebraska are hunting down Colorado yep. license plates and hunting down anybody that they see who's coming over the border. And, and it, it's just like it, it's a classic. Once you get to the final throws where they're like, ah, oh, we have to arrest as many people as possible. This cannot be it. It's a reflection of the lack of their fucking ability to control their own thing and have some sort of safe means for people to buy weed in the first place. So. They're all they're gonna all fall in line, and it's just a matter of time. It's just like, hey guys, get your last hurrahs in, you know. So there, there'll be a spike, obviously, because they're just trying harder. But, but yeah, and I find it interesting too, because it's like the uh, problem they found is that there's an increase in marijuana arrests, and I'm like, okay, so there's is there any other problems? Is there any health problems? Is there any other traffic problems or anything? Right. All, so far, the only problem is that there more people are getting busted for possession, which right? Is, which is more money for so them. So it's just some bullshit. It's more revenue. Yeah. No, it's a classic. It's more revenue for the cops, but they can make it sound really bad because, oh, arrests are up. Well, well yeah, then probably the minute that is legal, arrests will go down. Isn't that mm -hmm. amazing? Yeah, right. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean? Stop creating a problem and you won't have a problem. So, yeah, all right. Right, so we have federal marijuana smuggling is declining in the area of in the uh, era of legal weed. 
So it's become a familiar lament in the age of legal marijuana. Weed from places like Colorado and Washington is making its way all over the country, creating headaches for law enforcement. Nebraska and Oklahoma recently sued Colorado over the state's legal uh, marijuana. Uh, the Supreme Court delighted uh, to take up the case. And sheriffs in neighboring states have been complaining about the strain Colorado weed is putting on the tight law enforcement budgets. A recent uh, USA Today story described a flow of high-quality marijuana out of other out of Colorado. Um, it may seem as if the country is drowning in cheap, potent Colorado weed, but federal data sets tell a more complicated story. Nationwide federal marijuana trafficking offenses are on the decline. The United States Sentencing Commission, which compiles data on federal law enforcement efforts, recently released its latest drug trafficking statistics, and they show the federal marijuana trafficking offenses have fallen sharply since 2012, the year that Colorado and Washington residents voted to legalize marijuana. Hmm. That's interesting. There we go. But, you know, the reality, too, again, is it's, it's because places are now becoming much more dependent on their own source. Like, there's, you know, enough people have tried to make the mission to go to Colorado or California yeah. to buy weed, to send it back to wherever they're from. Yeah. And it's a huge endeavor. It's a huge headache. There's a lot of possibilities of getting in trouble, obviously, along the way. A lot of money loss along the way. And I think at the end of the day, like, people are now a little more relaxed. And they're like, you know what? Fuck it. We'll just grow it where we are. Yeah, grow our own terroir. <laughs> and it makes a lot more sense. And I was just talking to a friend up in Michigan. And, I mean, they... They're crushing it up there right now. I mean, they're 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 yeah, they are exporting weed from Michigan to California. That's that's how that's yeah. how quickly things are changing. You know what I mean? So, because obviously they're all indoor, mostly indoor in Michigan, and they're just grinding out the same stuff. You know, but yeah, it's it's interesting to see how uh, how it's changing, and it's a lot like very relevant to living in Amsterdam for so long because. Belgium always would complain and, and France would always complain about their borders and the, the pressures and the stress. And it's like, did you talk about people driving weed over your border? It's not like anything you have to worry about. No, besides it's just, again, it's not kind of a problem. Right. And at the end of the day, it was like, oh, look, we, we busted another one. And really, how much problems did they run into? Yeah. The biggest problem was they had to like, un- like do all the paperwork. You know, that's, that's their problem. That's like the odor problem. You know, we don't hear about that with the bars. So, but all right, well, that's my news. That was it. Oh, yeah. Man. I don't know if we're going to have enough for the show if we're going to be like this. All right. All right. Make up some news. Okay. So. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Hey. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess this is what, 21st century problems of the industry, but state uh, investigators. I did read about this one. So, the state's investigating uh, $500,000 in missing mar- medical marijuana oil. And, and the headlines, when I read it, it said $5,000 missing. And I was just like, <laughs> what's the point of that? And then I read it, and I was like, it says half a million dollars yeah. here. So, that's a little different than 5000 But anyway, go ahead. Now, so authorities are investigating accusations made by a former employee that a Minnesota based medical marijuana company illegally transported cannabis oil out of the state. The former employee said that at least five, uh, half a million dollars worth of cannabis oil was sent from Minnesota uh, Medical Solutions this is a bad Sago growing facility to its parent company in New York's location. Somebody narked somebody out. This is oh, what happened. Yeah. What I, was read, that? I, I read this article and it's definitely like some major shit went wrong. Like somebody broke some serious rules and I mean it's, at the end of the day they're definitely this is the kind of stuff that should not be happening. This is quite considered fuckery right here because it was like, uh, you know, they have missing logs, log books. Yeah. They have... Uh, so th- yeah, it said he... 
Employees uh, said that they were sent to the New York facility in December to oversee the cultivation, and some of the plants were not producing and could cause the company to fall short of the production deadline said by the state. So back in Minnesota, it says the employee met with the chief operating officer, chief medical officer, and the horticulturalist, and the employee was asked to point out jars of cannabis oil that would rescue New York. That's, so that was a moment in time right there where somebody... If somebody actually pointed at, like, say, hey, tell us which ones, yeah. are, that is the moment of the crime, let's say. You know what I mean? Because whoever, and, and whoever drove it is obviously an idiot because. Well, the CMO is the one he said. And it says he drove the canvas wheels <laughs> to New York in the company's armored vehicle and make the inventory disappear. Yeah, that's not a good move. No, That'll get you in trouble. Definitely. It's not good transporting. No. And that's the thing. Is it, like, it's interesting to see how when the industry becomes legal, now you really have to go out of your way to fucking be an idiot like this guy is yeah. and, and fuck yourself up and put you jeopardize your entire. I mean, you're talking about jeopardizing because if you do anything in New York, you have like a, you know, two hundred million in the bank ready to <laughs> put on this, and you've spent just shitloads of money just to get to that point and to jeopardize it like that is shows me a real uh, unprofessional sort of way of thinking and. I'm from New York. I mean, I understand that's that is that is going to happen for sure. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is, you and know, people what are probably like, thinking about saving their company, but at the same time, now look what they're doing. You know, cause yeah, well, with the alcohol industry, you know what I mean. Uh, in that sense, they, uh, you know, when you I move across state lines, and I'm sure there's some. Well, that that is there. your number one faux pas now. So you know, it always has been across the state lines in general, international lines, whatever it is. But yeah, now, for as anything. A, if you want to be in this industry, you got to like understand, you got to fall in line a little bit. You know, just sorry. Carry personal wherever the fuck you want. I don't give a shit. But once you start talking like taking stock out of a company and bringing it, like taking a product from one facility to another, even I <laughs> would be nervous on that one. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, with the Colorado, they uh, they had that with their transportation laws. They just changed it because uh, if there's a snowstorm, they had to return back to the original facility if they couldn't make it out, if they were moving from one place to another. And now they're allowed to... Uh, I don't know. I can't remember where they're allowed to stay, but they're allowed. They don't have to run back. I think to their dis, uh, to the dispensary that they came so from. So is it like a midnight curfew, right? Yeah, it was something like that. Something and that's like the thing they started to change those hours too, that you can transport. I think and stuff like that. Yeah. So because for whatever reason, I mean, it's midnight. it's a logistic, and that's where California is about to fucking just get its get like fucked basically because they're creating that whole distributor, transportator, producer license, like fifteen different licenses. So you. You, you know, you hand your product to somebody who then hands it to somebody who then hands it back to you via, you know what I mean? And it's like, wow, that is going to be interesting to see how that pans out because even over here with your own employee going from A to B, it's sometimes an issue, you know, or just, just to follow their rules because you kind of go certain directions. You can't go and can't divert, hit a lot of traffic, you know, nightmare. Yeah, and I know with uh – uh is it California, I think? And then with, like, some of the alcohol industry, too, they have the three-tier industry. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they got to have that. They You have to have, like, a distributor. you got to have somebody who does that part exactly. for you. Well, the crazy to, part with cannabis is that, that as we all know, you know, it's such an amount of work to get stuff cured at the right time to get it on the shelf. Then it sits on the shelf for X amount of time, and it has to get into the customer's hand and be, like, looking good. And when you start adding extra steps into that, it's, I don't know, it's kind of a hard one. That's, like, one of those... Uh, what happens when someone mishandles it, yeah. especially with shatters, especially with oils and shatters yeah. and butters and things that shouldn't be butters that are now butters. And, you know what I mean? Just like, wow, it's going to be interesting. Cause I, I know that 
it's hard to trust. I mean, I was talking to Nicotia about this the last time when, when on our on our missing show that disappeared. Mm, the hidden episode. The hidden episode. The last episode. Um, but we were talking about how, you know, he personally picks up most of his material because he doesn't really can't. It's just hard, especially live stuff because you know yeah. live resin is like generator, you know, generator, refrigerator, driving on the highway, making sure that shit's still staying cold. It's it's a fucking nightmare. You know, mm-hmm. so, properly handling it is and, key and I think if somebody's uh, trying to pick up multiple locations on the same day you know to be doing it as a business and stuff and keeping that stuff at the right temperature it's a lot it's a lot to think of it's almost like doing a, a heart transplants or something and you're just mm-hmm. like you're, you're like okay you got X amount of time to get A to B here it's on ice and you better get there you know, and, and you can't just stop and grab a burger and you know dilly dally and oh the heart's dead oh well Whatever. No, yeah. Yeah. No biggie. No, yeah. I remember hearing about a hot dog company and they, they remodeled their whole facility and uh, their hot dogs, I think, changed color or changed taste and they couldn't figure it out. And what it was is that the old facility, somebody had to manually carry the uh, product from A to B or something and that, that trip it had, that exposure it had, caused that special change and that's what made their, their hot dogs their hot dogs or whatever. So, so actually it was a fuck up that made their bur- their hot dogs mm-hmm. right and so they they corrected that in the new facility and all of a sudden you know i, I i'm sure they so they, it, they, they hired that, someone yeah. to stand around and like waste <laughs> yeah, time exactly could you like meander around uh, the shop hang out for a little bit yeah, just meander that's it until we tell you to stop yeah crazy Uh-oh. so um i don't know what's this big news i saw, I saw some earl steffi the third was i saw something with big news so what's that Is something for us no it's something on the ballot boo Boo. Hey, well, I was at Springs the other day with, with Obama down there. Was it nuts? Uh, no, nah, you know, well, you know, I mean, it's Obama, but it ain't that same hype that he had that, uh, you know, in the last couple of elections, you know, but, but and it's Car Springs, so, you know, we're, we're you know, we're, oh, you know, I, well, he was there for the Air Force Academy graduation, Usually so. when he's in town, it just fucks, I mean, you can't get from A to B, yeah. and it's all the roads are closed, and you're like, what is going on? And then you see the motorcade go by, and you're like, oh. Black SUV, black SUV, black SUV, black SUV. Oh, yeah, a lot of, black lot of black SUVs. Flashing That's lights. for sure. No, yeah, no, I, and I try to avoid that part of town anyway. That's that's you know that's the busy part of town. I like to just hang out in the foothills or something, you know. A little that's where you find KTIs hanging yeah. hanging in the foothills, hanging out there. Come say hi. So, uh, do we have? Did we get a confirmation yet from him? Or do you need to reconfirm? That oh, he's, apparently, I should. He's I on check. You might want to reconfirm just to get him on deck, so we can uh, know what we're shooting for. I don't know if Mitch is listening to us, but if he is, hopefully his gout is under control. Yeah, I had a kombucha for him just in case he showed up. He got a new car, you know that? No, he upgraded. What did he get? He what upgraded. Was it an upgrade? He, well, he got a new Honda. Well, there you so go. So he's in the same department. He talks to him also. Well, that's that's an upgrade then. Yeah, so I, so I asked him. I first thing I asked him, Mitch. does it talk to you? He's like, yes. I'm like, oh, you bastard. I don't really want a car that talks to me, though. I'm kind of happy with my <laughs> not talking to me kind of car. What is he, is he on? Yeah, they're just, uh, well, you know, it's Northern California problems. You know, you live out in the middle of paradise, growing great herb, and they're having a small issue with the strength of their signal. Okay, so they're, they're no big call, worries. They're calling by Skype or by, they're going to do by internet? They have only internet there or they have, which yeah. signal are we talking? I don't know. Phone <laughs> signal? <laughs> Probably right. phone signal. We'll check with them and see what's up. Let's make sure we get that uh, squared away. A little later on in the show, I'm going to have a drop-in, too, from my friend from Dabsolute, Earl. Uh, he's going to swing through and show us some new products, I think, that he's coming out with. 
What kind of do we know? Or? Well, Dabsolute is a is a pen is a pen attachment, which is by far the most superior one. Like basically, I'm not a big pen fan, as you probably know. Well, yeah, I mean it's a pen, you know. Um, but his is like an attachment screw that has zero resistance. That's what I like about it. The only problem is that I don't have. I have this fucking issue with all new hardware where like I'll get something and sure enough it does not fucking work with the other things to be like ah why is there everything not universal like they'll have so I ended up never having a strong enough battery for the Dabsolute because the Dabsolute needs a good strong battery and that thing just tokes hard I'm telling you that's awesome. I, I'm all about finding a good pen because you need that inconspicuous, like... Well, this is hardly inconspicuous because it uses that... It basically, oh. it makes well, you, you look know. like you're a nicotine slave because oh. you have this gigantic monstrosity of a battery yeah. hooked up to this thing, and you're like, ah. Oh, that's what you want. You know, you want that portable dabber that, uh... Oh, what is... Uh, you know, the old electronic one there. The, the new tall ones? I don't like those. The oh. Bolt or whatever? The Bolt. The Bolt. So. I think they're good, but I also feel like there's a whole bunch of shitty ones on the market that I wouldn't trust because... They're using cheap metal and shit. Because you're hitting on it, it's sort of like you're hitting on a dab, too. It's kind of like you're hitting on it harder. I don't know. I We get a little nervous when you start opening them up and you see the cheap components that they're inside. Well, speaking of cheap components, let's talk about uh, let's talk about way to grow. That's they got them good. Components. Well, they got them good deals. They, they got, got them the good deals, you know? Oh, you're talking about cheap. Cheap as cheap in, like, price. good deals. Cheap as in, like, they're dirt cheap. Oh, oh wait! Oh no! It's, it's not June. June. Oh no! It's a new sale. Right. No. They have a new sale. Yes. No, I'm so sorry. You gonna play the music? Make yes, it, I am. Okay. Do the music. Okay. Da, 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 da. Is it on? Is it on? You gotta be ready with the music though, too, because you have to drop it before he starts talking. Nice. Way to grow. Our favorite grow shop here in Colorado. Seven locations all over the state. The latest one is Silverthorn. Uh, no problem getting down from the mountains now, but you don't have to drive all the way down in the hot. Anybody. There you go, Mr. Yeah. Anybody can go to Way to Grow <laughs> and get a deal, especially if you use the Adam Dunn Show code. Um, now, we didn't get an update because Mitch is not here, but if you can try to hit that old Phantom deal or the old uh, deals from last, week, uh, last uh, month, I would shoot for it. Why the hell not? And that was uh, ADS Blue. An ADS Phantom with the two codes. Yep, you get it. Yep, for the Hortolux Blue, the thousand watt. Yep, it was uh, one forty nine. One thirty nine. Oh no, it's uh, re- it's one thirty nine. One thirty nine, re- regularly two thirty nine. Okay, two thirty. Yeah, yeah. So hundred bucks off there, and with same deal with the Phantom Menace, even a little more, hundred six bucks off. Regularly, uh, five or sorry, four fifty five ninety nine. Now three forty nine, and that's actually a super deal. We get a ceramic yep. metal halide LEC. Um, with uh, 315 bulbs, and uh, if you're got, especially now we're getting into the summertime, heat issues, veg, and, uh, maximum, uh, definitely the best uh, vegging bulbs, I think, right now, just for the heat signature and the spread that they throw. No, and at that kind of price, it's fantastic. Killer price, and it's a complete package, and that's also from Phantom, you know. too, so it's uh, uh, no, no hokey-dokey brands. Yeah. Um, hopefully they still have them left. So yeah, I believe, I believe you could probably... Maneuver a deal there, you know, <laughs> especially if you know all these. Plus, if you drop the ADS phantom, you, you probably can't do the ADS. And of blue, course, try to use know. the ADS code anyway on the way and out. And smile and real nice. And take and your candy wrappers. Take your candy wrappers. You don't know, leave, what I mean? don't leave put them in your pocket. Put them in the trash, right? You know? uh, also, again, any kind of uh, grow questions, things like that, check online, uh, waytogrow.net. They've got a way. To, they've improved their website immensely. It's got 
It's got soundtracks. It's got wonderful soundtracks, and today, and of course, it being oh. June, we're getting ready for the IPM and getting ready for the early and often pest prevention sales. Thirty percent off a whole bunch of wonderful uh, products like the Clean Green and the Kapow and Mighty Wash and pretty much I think all of the mm-hmm. pest prevention s- products. Gotta, you know, got to keep that outdoor looking good from uh, beginning to end. And an ounce of prevention an ounce equals prevention. a pound of cure. And that's the truth, one hundred percent when it comes to cannabis. Um, the other prevention from you having a bad time is jumping on some Incredibles. That'll oh. prevent any kind of... Yeah, and I, I definitely at work the other day. I definitely mouthed through a whole bunch of How Incredibles. How many did you mouth through? How many did you mouth through? Oh, you know, mouth through some of the fire. Was it the Fireberry Bar? Fireberry. Mouth through some the Afgato. They got the there. new uh, the Gummy Bites. Oh, yeah, I had some of those. You had some of those, too. Good well, job. yeah, I mean, yeah, but, but yeah, I had those first, and then I did the chocolate, well. you know. And then um, I ended with, what was the last one? Man, you just went Mile High Mint. Yeah, I ended with Mile High Mint. With a 500 milligram you ended with? Well, not, not I did split some of them, but we definitely we, did, we definitely ate some milligrams there and had some fun time uh, talking I to some people. I would have to say that their flavors are going off the chart lately. They just they keep coming out with new ones. They're tightening up some of the old ones. Um I mean, I just, I, everything, oh, it's fire. No, that's what it says. We enter into it's America time. America. We you got them fire pop programs. rocks in a white chocolate with red mm. and blue pop rocks. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's some good stuff. Those things are the bomb. Yeah, yeah. I know my friend Adam K wanted to give Nick some pop rocks, and I was like, I don't know if CC would allow that. There's uh, way too many food colors. <laughs> if you can get, like, some natural pop rocks that are, like, organic, then we might do that. I'll stop by Whole Foods then or something. Yep. That pistachio mint, that so it was a cup winner, I believe. Yeah, um, one, yeah. That's a great new flavor. Uh, they did really good this year at the cup. They, 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 got, they won with the CBD Black Cherry Bar. That was first place in the CBD yeah. category. And their pens. And their pens. Yep. Beautiful. Well, on to that outdoor time, right? You know. Oh my God, they're so busy right now. I tried to call. I tried to call Jeremy today, and it's like ah. he's got. Yeah, please just divert. You know, Adam Dunn. Who? <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Even too I many people. Get, too many. No, he's definitely um, just balls out right now, look, getting everything ready for the outdoor season. Um, and you know, it, it is the outdoor season. But I have to say, one thing you do notice as an indoor grower is that when spring kicks in, your plants just jump like all of a sudden you're like the thing that was just kind of hanging around and even though it had light and had food it had all the right conditions it's atmospherically the differences of just having springtime kick in it's like your your clones that weren't rooting are now rooting you know just bam out of out of the out of the blue so uh any uh amendments you're looking for hard to find amendments things uh, uh, dehydrated cocoa to make coconut water and things like that that are great for if you want to give your plants a Super fucking bonus round of uh, of foliar. Um, they also have uh, all your IPM products. They're uh, able to do custom blend soils if you're planning on doing some stuff outdoors, indoors, whatever. They'll do it down to a bag, but you know, obviously, we want you to think a little bigger than that. Um, they also have great customer support. That's one of the things about build a soil that we've always loved is that. You know, people are kind of, of it's it. having a hard time because people are coming out of one style of growing. They're trying to get into this, and it's a bit daunting if you're you're starting out, especially because uh, it's a lot of pre work and a lot of stuff that doesn't happen immediately. So you have to understand that you need to get ready for like tomorrow when you're going to be doing your tea. So you need to start your tea today. You can't just go in and <laughs> right before you time. ran off to Red Rocks or whatever, and you're going <laughs> to feed your plants. And then no, you actually had to plan that shit the day before. 
And uh, was so yeah. build a soil dot com. Buildasoil.com and Dark Horse Genetics. Dark, com. Oh, Dark Horse Genetics. Where well, Mitch is not working now, I guess. He must be out doing other stuff. But well, you should general, be at that. Yeah. In general, the whole crew down there grinding away. I know they were pumping out some great product. Um, they are, uh, they have representing Jaw Farm still. They have uh, got a bunch of product down in, uh, down south, down in the springs, in all your area, it seems like. Is, oh, yeah. Is down at the 64 store on the west side. That's their territory. So down south, definitely pick up some of that. Only medical at the moment. Uh, but super fire. Super fire. So if you have super a medical card and you're down south, or you're anywhere in Colorado, actually, I mean, just keep an eye out. And if you don't have it at your spot, tell them to fucking get in touch with Dark Horse and get some of that gear in your spot. Tell them to get on their game. That's it. So. Cool. And. And. Get your beers ready. Oh. oh. No, I'm ready. Hey, I got a old. Uh, I got the Adzi yeah, jar. You smash know that I mean? Adzi jar. S- make that into one. You know, make that a future gross down. Gross down. Recycled uh, glass, which is awesome. We love that. Um, and it's funny because Growstone recycled glass, Hoodlum recycled plastic bottles. We are the recyclers. You know, and that's one of the nicest things about uh, any kind of product is sustainability. We love it. Um, but yeah, the Growstone they have literally, I think, about six or seven different products. Um, I am testing out some of the, the cocoa right now. It's really fucking good quality. And also the just the stones themselves being so big and irregular. I love that because uh, perlite, even though it, it does help, it's it's quite tight. You know, when you have yeah. larger surface area and you got a bit more to work with, with, you can yeah. see the water running down. It like, you know, so you know that's it's cutting back and forth and switching through and it's not just picking up water, uh, air as it goes down compared to just like compacting doesn't fucking float dude that's the key right there yeah i hate that floating yeah at the end you're all your your perlite is on the top and your bottom is all compacted and you know it's hard to get down underneath so as a layer at the bottom fucking fire too works really good um so where's the layer on top for them that's exactly damn that's layer the bottom layer top so they also have their um their uh what do they call their nat yeah is there uh yeah the nat What's it called? Nat-nix. Nat-nix, exactly. So basically that's like creating a, a, a finer layer, almost like perlite style, but that just two inches on top and you will not, it can't get through. So it's a, a physical barrier which works really well. Uh, it's crazy how with all the different bugs out there, like fucking fungus gnats, man. Those things, some people just, they can't not get rid. They have every other thing nailed down and it's just those little bastards. And it's not that they cause so much damage, but they can. And I've seen mm. them get out of control, especially on Hydra. you got to watch out. Oh, yeah. Because you ain't got much left there to eat, so they just kind of take over. And, and they get on your buds, too. Terrible. Get, you know, it's like uh, it's fly pipe paper, you know, yeah. unfortunately. That That's is the good. worst. You know, I mean, better Nothing than... Nothing worse than a crop that was beautiful with covered in gnats, you know. Yeah. Like, Whoa. Yeah, most oh. expensive fly paper. Well, and then... Don't you forget, Vigil Bloom... Uh, Hopefully going to have them through the studio soon. Uh, I think that I thought they're supposed to be here soon, like last week. I yeah, thought. they'll be here real soon. I know. One of these Good. And then uh, simplified that stuff. Uh, we had we had Joe Canapu on last week, kind of giving you the breakdown on it. Uh, one of the things that's interesting about Veg and Bloom is it's uh, you know everybody always thinks of like oh it's real salty and this and that. It's actually I found out like there's only one product within the whole thing that is salt based. Everything else is not. So. Um, Simplification, large scale growing, super awesome. I mean, it's like one of those things where, 
you know, we need to make it, it's not that we want to simplify it, but we do have to, especially when you start talking large scale production stuff, because once you have six or seven inputs, it's, it's human error. That's always the problem. You know what I mean? It's, it's 90% of the time it's, it's one or two products that they're short or overdone or completely missing. Cause somebody spaced out. Let's keep it real simple. I mean, back in the day, that was the growing technique, right? The kiss technique. Hey, kiss technique. It's always the kiss technique. It's you know, always it's always kiss. this, whatever your thing is. I'm always a big, simple guy. I think it's just better. Simple's better. So, which is why Veg and Bloom kills it. Nope, Veg and Bloom. And uh, they got that push product is great. That's sti- that flowering stimulator. I love that. Um, kind of wish I could u- use it with my other stuff because I've got three different programs going on, but I'm, I'm sticking program to program. I don't want to mess it up. But yeah, it's like one of those ones where I want to use this on everything. Yeah. No, it really is good. Switch. Great products. But I that's how you can tell it's good when you compare it to other products. That's how you tell the quality of these well, things. Well, you know, at the end of the day, I would you know pick and choose from a lot of different companies and I end up with my own little thing. But um, in this particular situation, it's really good to work with their program. And you can add to it if you want, but it's uh, you know, you got to have the bases covered. And then you're, and then you're good. Sweet. And don't forget... And the and the app. Seeds are now app. You gotta go to that. No. You gotta get that, download that. Um I think they have like twenty different companies now they're repping about. Oh my goodness, they have a bunch. Are we actually I did notice the other day on the catalog that I was not included on the catalog. I was <laughs> like, wait a minute. How come I'm not on here? I was like everybody but me. Misprint. Must have been a misprint. Misprint. It was an no big deal. No I'm on this though. I am there. Yeah, there, there it is. There right. I am. Oh, good. THDs. But, uh, yeah, our buddies from uh, Sunny Chiba. You got... Um, uh, Two? Two's on there. We got there. the Seed Company. We got Festo. Dark Horse. We got everybody on there. Homegrown Natural Wonders. DJ Short. You know, Dr. Blaze. Exotic La Plata, who was just here recently. Motor Rebel. Yeah. Uh, even our buddies over at Ethos here in Colorado are in there now. Yeah. Um, it seems like every pretty much every yeah. couple of weeks it's got someone new. Oh, they're always they're working hard on getting a good 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 selection of and stuff. And I know he just got the, in a bunch of top dogs. So people. if you're looking for top dog stuff, then there's there, he, he is fully stocked. Yeah. Cool. Well, Da-da-da-da. I am Look, going to give typing up our mind control. There. I am going to give a, our friend a call because his he's having a hard time with the uh, with his connection. So where are we going to give him a call? See if, see if we can go the reverse. We're going to go ahead and just do this back. We'll call it. It'll be a call and show to Do him. we have Skype credit or is this on a phone number? Or is oh this man, a I don't know. We don't have Skype credit. It says right there. Your Skype credit is zero. So what does that mean? <laughs> well, do, do, see. He's do, on the internet, do. so it's fine. Let's see. Technology. Mm, keep the fingers crossed. It's connecting. It says it's connecting. That don't mean nothing. No. Oh God! Joe, NorCal, and there. Can they? Is that's that? That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Is that? What's that? So. Oh, oh no! Call failed. Okay, so this this is problem here. <laughs> we got a problem. Right. Technological Mitch overload can. on Mitch. the network. Looks like time for a joint. Myself. Yeah. Yeah. Time to do that. Uh, yeah, the problems of living in, in Northern California were reception uh, not that good and and 
Where internet is just you know, internet's a new thing. I'm thinking up in that uh, up in that spot too. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's a new thing, but definitely mm. good quality. I mean, I have <laughs> shitty internet at <laughs> in my mom's place. Like, well, and that's one. You know, the, those dope ass places. You know, it's, nicer it's the problem. place, the worse the internet. Exactly. I mean, yep. Exactly. It's a good thing. You know, kind of. It's actually true. I think like Tennessee has the best internet in America. <laughs> there you go. Enough said. Highest speed internet is in Tennessee of all places. It's a test beta place. Okay. No, we don't face that. We're trying again. We are trying because we are determined. Yeah, we have to. Gotta keep trying. Rodcraft no. is here waiting. He's quit. waiting for us now. Quitters never win. Rod, you had a great idea, man. Uh, well, I will try to help you with the dead air there instead of yeah. drinking beer. So, um, Did you get, can you can you contact him via via just text? Is that working? Uh, I don't think oh. Damn, I was excited yeah. for that for a second. Nope. Almost thought it was. No. Well, we're gonna see if he can't call in. I'm gonna go ahead and give uh, give my give my uh, technological guy a call, Brian. Yeah, how's that gonna help? Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll have an answer. He doesn't know. Oh, he knows everything. I don't think so. I think he's gonna say, uh, 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 kid, kid stuff. Um, this is a good time for me to go get a grow stone, and I can leave you with that there. Go get a grow stone. That's good. Go get a grow stone. So, um. As KTI attempts some IT work with it's KTIT is your new title now. KTIT. Um, I'm actually super stoked. I can't wait to talk to this guy because I uh, it's one thing of you know when you've done enough cloning like these guys do in NorCal where people I'm sure have seen it all and you know you take on a big responsibility as a as a producer like that because the minute you hand it out of your hands. You know, A, of course, nobody's giving you credit when it goes great, but they're definitely going to blame you when it goes wrong. So I'm sure, sure. if anything, he's seen it all. Um, and also, I mean, I'm curious to see what they do for, for uh, you know, pest control, things like that, because once you start getting into, like, old moms or lots of moms and clones and stuff, it's, it's, it's a minefield uh, to work with, and a lot of people don't get it. I mean, I've seen so many people who come in and they start crunching numbers and they've never grown in their life and they're like, I'm going to grow clones. It's like, you can't just start growing clones. You, I mean, you can. Yeah. It's a big risk, though, because you as a not, uh, you know, if they're not your material, you haven't been working with them long enough, you're not sure how stable it is. And you start putting them out by the numbers like that, it ends up getting to the point where, uh, you know, you could you can cause some serious problems. I've seen it happen. <laughs> no, and I uh, one of the things I heard um, him mention was that... Uh, you know, because they do such huge numbers of clones, is that uh, um, the batches of the cloning dip that they were using, yeah. that they went through so many of them that they ended across a, sh a, uh, a shitty batch yeah. and just, you know, burnt a whole uh, whole round that they had taken. Right. So, you know, and then they're out that, you know, and then they have to recover from that kind of stuff. Well, so. it's just, you know, I have uh, one of the guys that used to work with us um, was an orchid breeder, and so he would, uh, they would produce... 15 million clones a year was the average, and this kid was the main guy doing it. So, you know, when you produce 15 million clones, you, you kind of get into a rhythm, I guess. I hope you get into a rhythm at that point. But uh, it's just like you're, you're in a situation when you're talking about such mass numbers. It's, like, it's very much like uh, large-scale farming where you don't, you know, 
pig farmers don't have problems until they try to put 10,000 pigs in a building, you know, together. And then they have some serious problems because these things were not meant to be that tight in those tight quarters. Same thing kind of happens with the cloning. It's like you're, you know, you, you can get away with it to a certain point when everything's really healthy. But if you get any issues, it can run rampant through your whole facility, you know. And then that's, that's a scary situation, especially uh, because if it happens, you're not aware of it happening. It can even be like, you know, passed on to the. You're passing it on to all these other people who have big gardens too. So, anyway, that was my rant. Yeah, well, I like that. Yeah, it's it's a tough one thing. But the good thing is now though is uh, now that we're in a different day and age uh, uh, with this industry is that we can start to do specialization. So we can have these guys like Kevin who can just focus on doing propagation and uh, worrying about that. You have other people to focus on, uh, you know, the processing or the growing and the selling and uh, so the hash do, making. Because I was wondering about that is if we put credit on that, can we call him on his phone? Oh, let's give it a whack. I told him to give him a call. I told him to give him a call uh, from his cell phone to the Tad's number. I don't know if that works, but I figured I'd say it. Of course it would. No, oh, sweet. Then maybe he'll be calling in just a second. And Thanks, you, Kevin. And you, and you got through to him, though. Yeah. What's that? And you, he got back to you like you know you're actually talking to somebody, so that's a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking to Kevin and Sarah. Okay, they're, good. they're the awesome people over there. Okay, They've that's been good. that's good. So, did, did you give him the number? Yes, properly. Yeah, I hope so. Well, let's repeat it: seven two zero three one zero eight two three seven, which is Tad's. Boom! Good job. I'm so scared when I say that number because I've said it wrong so many times and I've had people try to call in and I've been like, oh, that's not going to work if I tell you that. Because I don't know, the 8237, I get confused. I start doing 8327. Eight, is it 8327 or 8237? Somebody's getting that call like, I want the seeds. I got the seeds. I got the seeds. I can bark like a dog. Bark, 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 bark. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> so. Yep. So. Uh, we'll see. What else? What else we got going on? Oh, you're looking. You're getting a sign from God. Is something happening? Yes. No. No. Just uh, just receiving my message from him or her right now. Bam. Cool. No, I'm getting the Skype Skype credits. Go ahead and spend some money. So, uh, all right. So let me talk pre. I guess someone wants to talk about pre. Uh, I see that Green Prime says he wants. To oh, there you go. I'll tell oh, you all about it after. Yes. Perfect. Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Is this Kevin? Hi. How's it going, man? No, this is Kevin's son, Nikono Jodri. Oh, what's up? How you technical difficulties. You send no, you're awesome. You guys, I appreciate it. you got to send in the kids when you want to get it done. That's how it always works. How's it going? <laughs> Can I do, just uh, hook you guys up with Kev over the phone? Yeah. No, this Sounds is working good. perfect. Sounds We're great. live and good to go, and okay. you're sounding awesome. Ah, perfect, perfect. I'll go and grab them. Hold on, guys. Ah, uh, the technology. Yeah. Children. Yeah. I think they that was... The, they bring the technology. like... My age, right? How old? Oh, is, find out how old kid? Yeah, I think he was the one that that, that Kevin said came up with the Ganjier uh, term. Really? So. We'll ask that. That'll but, be a, that'll be a question. Listen to this hold music. We got hold music and everything. Oh, that's total hold. That's like oh, Verizon. Yeah. That's like Verizon. No dead air here with this stuff. You kidding me? This is rocking it. Oh, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> but is, we gotta we, get these we, people we, in we town. We have to get our own background music like that like some <laughs> 80s some 80s stuff it's just kind of we'll get that coming for next week sounds good yeah and uh, here we go 
Hello? Hey, Hello. Kevin. Welcome, Kevin. Hey, this is Kev. Hey, this is Kyle, and Adam's Adam, here. And Adam right here. How you doing? We're on the air and good to go. Welcome to Right on there. Thanks for waiting. That's no problem. Thanks. Thank Welcome you. to the Adam Dunn Show. We are excited to talk to you, actually. Um... Oh, that's awesome. Hey, you know what it is? I'll tell you, we got a little bit of like a little delay that where I live in the Emerald Triangle, man, we have nothing but uh, lag on circuitry and time. So I'm on a computer phone. Yep. So I'll just be, I'll, I'll be slow on my response from here forward, all right? Okay. That's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, adjust for the lag. We're, we're used to that. Don't worry. Cool. Awesome. Well, let's talk about it. Let's, uh, let's talk about how you, how'd you, uh, How'd you uh, how'd you get into how'd you start growing how'd you get into the uh, how'd you get to Northern California You're from Northern California? Oh shit! No, I'm from I'm from New England originally. I've been into growing. A, he's a wicked pisser kind of guy. You can already see it. I can already hear yeah. it. It's a wicked pisser. Oh yeah, no, I, I get into I get into growing back in the late seventies in New England. I, I'm from Rhode Island. Yeah, that's and, cool. uh, I grew up in Rhode Island actually. I grew up in oh, James, no shit. I grew up in Jamestown. And North yeah, King, I'm from Oakland Beach and North Kingstown a bit. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I'm sure we know some of his mutual so, friends. <laughs> yeah, and so, so my area, the neighborhood I grew up in was where all the pounds were coming in from the ship at the fishing boats. Mm. And so I kind of came up in a neighborhood where we were busting up bales at probably like 12, 13. And so by the time I was, you know, 14, I was already into business and cultivating. And by the time I got in 11th grade, I, was, I already got incarcerated for cultivation. That's a real Rhode Island story right there. So that would have been 83. That's a, that's a true Rhode Island story. That's one of the things. I, I graduated in 87 myself in Rhode Island, and, and I always thought of it as, like, the place you get in trouble. That's it. That's all I could ever think of because everybody I know did pretty good to a point, and then they got in trouble. And it was like, ah, yeah. Well, the drug war was hot, too, you know. I mean, yep. the, the the drug war was on at that moment in time, and, and uh, my, my neighborhood, my family was involved in cannabis-related stuff, and so, uh, Easy targets. you know, it was just kind of, you go into it. And so I, I ended up, uh, I get incarcerated, I, I get out of uh, training school, graduate high school, and I went in the military for a few years, and just get out the neighborhood. And when I was in the military, I was doing a dive salvage, I was a, a salvage diver. And the, the government used to send me on liaison projects with uh, the D, Department of Justice and the DEA. And so I used to go and do these uh, eradication jobs out on the open ocean where they would drop me out of helicopters onto these ships full of drugs. And so I went from being a, a, a grower to jumping out of helicopters onto boats full of pot. But I was looking at billions of dollars of weed. And there was so much of it that it made me realize that this really was our world. And so when I got out of the military, the day I got out of the service, I got my indoor lights. That would have been 89. Nice. And I sparked up in the Bay Area. Yeah, I was in the Bay at that time, so I was in Oakland, so I sparked up in 89 indoor. And that's really like the beginning of it for most people if, if they were doing any indoor. Because like, before that, it was pretty hard to, to put it all together. I think 87 and 86, 87 is when it really started like materialized as far as the, the lighting got better and quality of the gear. And stuff. Yeah, well, well, they had, you know, the Operation Green Merchant was going down, I think, 85. That's what, yeah. you know, snapped up uh, 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 the guy that had sense of tips And yeah. it, uh, at I'm that time, you know, uh, you, you, you used to have to go to the grocery store and show your ID if you wanted to buy any lights. Right. And so, uh, you know, they were, they were really, really on it at that time. And so I was able to get around some of that stuff and I was able to get all my equipment without having to, you know, show any kind of proof. And, you know, off I went, and I got, I got a hold of a lady I knew out of Mendocino, and I was able to get some really killer, uh, you know, Afghani genetics from her, and I started working in the Bay on those lines, 
and it was just uh, a fantastic time. You know, the, the 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 weed scene was still really awesome in Cali. You still had a lot of the killer native genetic uh, forms. So this is when all the real skunks were still firing off. You had all the pine strains. You know, I mean, you had all the killer, killer lines. And so I was just grateful to be here, you know, be able to be part of it. And the money was, you know, fantastic, too. This was, you know, 5,100 a pound days. Yeah, it was crazy back then. I know, for sure. Yeah, you were definitely uh, trend-setting at that point, especially for East because You know, the thing is, it's interesting when I grew up in Rhode Island, but I also lived in L.A. as a kid. And so I was always, like, the, the bi-coastal kid. And, and when I came back from Cali with weed to Rhode Island, uh, and I used to tell this to people all the time, like I would go, go to my friend's house and we'd be smoking a joint in his basement and his dad would come like kick the door in and be all mad because he'd be like, how do you have better weed than me? You know what I mean? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, I just came back from Cali and I got this from Big Sur, you know what I mean? And they're just like, oh my God, you're 14 years old. How can you have this? This doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? But the reality was, it was totally. like, you know, it's just, it's just exposure at that point. So it must be awesome to be mm-hmm. in New England at that time because... I mean, you're one of a handful of East Coast people that would dare to go out there because people were definitely more, you know what it was, East Coast people were more timid to leave their spot, you know what I mean? They got their little... Oh, yeah, yeah, the neighborhood, the neighborhood you world. But, like, for me, you know, I got lucky in that when I was in the Bay, I hooked up, uh, I have a, a, my older brother, he died last year. He's an older brother by uh, choice, you know, he, he kind of adopted me. But uh, he, he passed away last year from a heart attack. His, his name was Azel. And so Azel was his brother uh, I met when I was in the Bay when I was young. And so he kind of took me in as a, as a young apprentice, so to speak. And he was just a really seasoned dude. He was a, a straight player out of Philadelphia and who now lived in Oakland. And so I got to hang out with him. And what it did was it put me into like the, the ethnic black cultural scene of Oakland sure. in the late 80s, early 90s, which was an unbelievable time for Oakland. Oh, it was when yeah. Oakland was, oh, Jesus, it was blowing up. Yeah. And so I got to tie in with all this uh, hip-hop shit. I got to be involved in all this cool social stuff. And cannabis allowed me to move through that world so smoothly. Yeah. And over the years, a lot of those people that I met and, and hung out with were cats that later on I ended up going back to the Bay and, and building scenes for. You know, a lot of the, the cocaine businesses were built Oakland, but a lot of the guys that, you know, were into the cocaine business, they ended up getting out of cocaine and going into the cannabis business. They said, hey, cannabis is a lot safer, a lot more benign. Um, they felt better about it. So ironically, you know, all the people I meet, you know, back in the day, back in the day, 15 years later, when cannabis is exploding and Amsterdam's going off, I go back into that world again and, re- and build all these commercial operations. Right. So it was really a cool time period, man. It was to be from New England and then to get to be in Oakland, in Oakland, living in Oakland, yeah. was just like surreal, you know? Well, yeah, like you said also, too, it's like it's kind of like similar to... What, what, like me living in Amsterdam for so long and just because you know, you, always everybody thinks of Amsterdam as weed of course but when you got there it was like well actually the real weed people there's not that I mean there's only a certain core group of people and once you got tapped into that you, you kind of like were like wow same deal special time special place things were happening that weren't happening in other places just because of the, the openness of it all and then I mean it, it kind of uh, it's it's all about timing you know like if you're lucky enough to be in a yeah. good place you just should uh, absorb as much as possible because you know. Oh, dude! I hit I hit Humboldt in '92, so I'm up. I hit Humboldt in '92, and I I actually came up here. I was doing. I used to do a lighthouse restoration as a as a, as a vocation on the side, right. and I was doing. I was restoring a lighthouse, and uh, it was so beautiful up here. I mean, I know the weed culture, and I had partners up here, and and because I was always in the business. I I've never not been in the business. That was like the irony. The the cannabis is is like my whole world. Mm-hmm. 
everything else I did was kind of something to keep me busy when I wasn't in cannabis. Right. And so I'm doing this lighthouse work, and I know people up here, but I was just enjoying being in Humboldt so much as a place that my little brother Russ uh, came out to live with me when he was 12, and uh, he and I moved up from the bay, and we just said, fuck it, let's just roll right up to Humboldt County, and that's where we'll live. And so in 92, he and I moved up here together, and Russ is still here, I'm still here. Shit, Russ works in the nursery. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And then... Uh during all this stuff, did you ever run into any major problems? I mean, it sounds like you had a great time, but did you, I mean, as we all know, this industry is only now finally getting to the point where you can talk about it and be cool about it and people don't give a shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, oh, did you I caught a bunch of cases. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Well, oh, we oh yeah, I got busted multiple times. I mean, Mul multiple busts. I mean, for me, that's sometimes one of those things I think, like, it's like 10 years from now, to talk to people who got busted back in the day when it was illegal is going to be, like, crazy for the, from, like, my kid. My kid's four right now, so I'm saying when he's 14, he's going to be like, what? They, you got in trouble for that? You know what I mean? They're not going to even understand it. But oh, you, oh, Jesus. Yeah, you. This was. They brought in a federal. They brought in a federal prosecutor for one of the cases. Yeah, no, I was busy. I was. I was a busy guy. Give me a scenario when the penny dropped on one of these situations, because those are always the ones where you're like, you know, like everything's going great, and then all of a sudden you go to like dinner and you meet some guy and he's actually a cop and you didn't know it. You know, there's always something. No, yeah, yeah, no, I never get ripped like that. What happened with us is that we've been in business for a while and. We really kind of frustrated uh, the local law enforcement for a bit, and so uh, five of us all got hit with the reverse 911 sting. So all five of us had reverse 911 calls simultaneously, and all five houses got hit at the same time simultaneously. Uh. And and they thought that I was going to be you know loaded, but I didn't. I only had I only had basically what was allowed you know medically in the house, sure. except I had I think maybe 12 plants you know more. So there was 15 allowed. I think I had 25. Right. Well, they wanted to give me six years in prison for that. Because they, they, had, they were angry. Yeah, so they brought in federal prosecutors. So we ended up going to, to this trial, and I got the federal prosecutor going off. And my a team of attorneys was so effective in, 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 in arguing with this guy that the prosecutor lost it in the courtroom, and the judge kicked him off the case. Beautiful. Recused him from the Oh, my, my God, I was jumping up and down. Holy shit, there's nothing like having a, uh, a prosecutor leave the case. And so then it allowed me uh, more time to negotiate and go forward. But, God, that was, you know, that, that whole thing took probably two and a half, three years. So they wanted to put me in prison for six years for 12 extra plants. And, Crazy. And I'm laughing because, yeah, and I'm like, come on, man. You guys came over my house and you went to my 215. Well, you know, what the problem was, though, is that it destroys your life. So, like, for me, you know, I had to leave my normal life. I had to go back into the industry to run. I'm a, I'm a technician, so I, I, can, I can go into the industry to operate other people's projects. I just don't like to. Sure. And so at that time, this would have been, like, 14 years ago, I had to go back into the industry. I had to go back up into the hills. I had to go back to run these giant diesel operations so I could afford to make the money to pay the attorneys to keep me out of prison for six years. And I'm like, look, I'll take a, I'll take a beating, but six years is a beating. That's a lot of time for 12 plants. And so it, it was a really, really... But, you know, that's a story for many. I mean, Christ, you've got people that are, that are doing, you know, 20 years for less. So I'm not mad. I, I, I kind of see it as a... I know now what happened. The drug war was really a business that was put upon us. But, you know, I, I was born in 66, so I was basically born when the drug war began. So I'm somebody who lived their whole life within this. Yep. And as a 50-year-old man who's still in it, I go, oh, I got you. Very efficient extraction, except that, you know, it was a racially based extraction. And, and basically, I'm black. 
So I see myself as a black person because I was in the drug net for years, and it was designed to catch basically black people. Yeah, I know. You know, and that's actually all really, come out recently. Uh, yeah, out, this is even, the truth. Yeah, and it was true. Yeah, I mean, they obviously knew it, and everybody knew it, but at the same time, now it's actually been told that that's pretty much why it was created. So you're, yeah, and oh, shit. You're guilty by proxy. I remember. I remember. I remember running through a house that was about that was getting raided. And they threw me a bag of pounds and said, if, like, literally, as I was running through the house, they threw me the trash bag, and I ran through the house. The, one of the wives opened up the back door, and I leapt out the fucking window, threw the air to an apartment building across the way. Right. <laughs> and I landed in a, in, in, a, in, a, in a deck of someone else's building parallel to the one I was in and covered myself up in the trash so that I wouldn't get caught. And I didn't. I didn't get caught. So, you know, our world was nothing but freaky shit until basically for me about eight years ago when I started, when I took over the dispensary industry, when I got into the dispensary end of it. Right. I mean, holy shit, it was as, it was as volatile as it could have been, yeah. and you were doing your best to be normal, but man, was it an up and down world. Yeah, I know for sure. And did you, uh, uh, as far as getting in the dispensary world, was it like you went to work for other people or you just went straight into it and went like, to trade you your own? No, I went in a, in a in a consulting form initially. I I don't really like dispensaries. To be honest, I'm someone who um, I've been I've been involved in a lot of them. When Oaksterdam was big, there was a lot of dispensaries down then, and, and so Humboldt was basically feeding the med system, and so we were involved in the feeding of these dispensaries, and so I saw the dispensary industry blossom in the bay, but I didn't really like the way it was set up because. I don't know, man. I don't have a lot of respect for you hiding behind a wheelchair. You either do your business or you don't. But if you're going to do dispensary business, then you have to be really about the patient. You need to be more compassionate. There should be better pricing. Yeah. You, should, you should do a better job. And so for me, I kind of separate the two where you have a dispensary, but really you're looking to make money. And then there's people who have honest, legitimate dispensaries. Yeah. And they're the, the kind of the few. Yeah. And so I, 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 don't, I have a kind of hard view on it. And I, so a I dispensary approached me. You know what I'm saying? Like we're, we're talking about the real. Yeah. I've been in the game my whole life, and, and if you're going to be hiding down a wheelchair so you can move some dirty pot, I don't have any respect for you. But if you are trying to be an honest guy or girl, and you're doing a good job, and you've got some ethics and some morality here, and you, you're willing to represent correctly, then you're really a good operator. And so for me, um, I didn't teach too many. And this dispensary that was one of the oldest in the United States was failing, and they were going out of business. Right. And they asked for some consultant help, and I was like, look, I don't even really like your industry. I've got to see you guys go out of business, truth be told. Yeah. But I met the owner, and she was a nice woman, and I said, look, I'll give you guys some help. And I helped them out, and I took off to Europe for a vacation. I went over there, and I think I was in Russia. And I came back. And they said, hey, we're so happy with what you did. Could you just take over the, the company, basically, and, and just run our op and, and just run this business? And I said, hey, that'd be kind of interesting. And I looked at it, and I said, whoa, I didn't really know what I was about to get into. Yeah, and probably would have said, no. said no if you knew what's going to happen, right? It was, yeah, oh it was hella humanizing, man. It was hella humanizing because I had not really, I mean, I had grown up in a rough area as a kid, and I saw poverty, but, and I was in Oakland all those years, and I saw rough, but... I didn't really see people who were sick and struggling and, and, and needy. And so when I got into the dispensary industry is when I really started to see, you know, uh, this huge portion of our population that really rely on cannabis as a integral medicine right. and how they're so poor they can't afford a damn thing. And it was, it was this unbelievably humanizing experience that occurred where the dispensary 
helped me better understand what I was supposed to do with cannabis in terms of uh, make a make it available. And so for me, when I, as I progress forward, what I do is I provide all the CBD clones for free. So I think maybe we gave away, you know, 22, 23,000 of them last year. Right. And so it, it lets us, it lets us provide, and then we do all, uh, any information, we'll do all your juicing, we provide the juice, but we try to get all the genes into people's hands. So this way everybody has the, the access and ability and it's not so much a financial thing. Yeah. And then, and then you have the other split of the commercial operators that I serve as a nursery operator. So for me, when I got into med cannabis, I never really changed what I did. I was always a large operator on the outside, commercial propagator, commercial cultivator, commercial consultant. Yeah. So when I went med, I just let everybody know that I was at the dispensary. And I let everybody at the dispensaries know that, look, you've got a commercial guy here sitting in the building. And if you want to talk to me, I'm down because this is how we're going to do better together. And it was really an awesome thing because I think it might have been one of the first times there was somebody that was accessible, that was actually uh, successful. All the other successful guys were busy hiding, and they had to because they, they had such risk. But I was, I was operating a very, very uh, well-respected dispensary, yeah. and I knew that if I didn't do anything that was improper and if I did my best, then I could really do some incredible shit while I was in the room. Yeah. And we ended up doing it, man. We were able to really start getting people to be able to utilize the dispensary, the people who didn't know how to use them. Um, the information was shared. We started getting a, we were able to use it as an incredible gene uh, point where we could get all these incredible genes into the hands of cultivators so that we are able to start putting plants that have resistance, plants that have the ability to succeed in the hands of the cultivators. And what you have is you get all these cultivators working with subpar stock and they're struggling. And so it was really awesome to be able to lift up the whole bar right. and watch all these people start to produce better cannabis, to have better access, to, you know, do different stuff. And, and we, we were able to do it, you know, in real time and see it happen. And as that all progressed forward, we were able, able to eventually get such a momentum that we were able to get the, you know, we had Gavin Newsom come to my greenhouse. So Gavin Newsom's, a, you know, lieutenant governor of California. So right. he tours California for cannabis. He goes to Los Angeles. He goes to Oakland. And he goes to my greenhouse in Goddardville. So, you know, the, the impact of Southern Humboldt and Humboldt and, and, and the ripple we threw through California and the, the legitimacy that we've been trying to create for the regulators to understand, look, there's many, many levels of operator from craft to commercial. There has to be a place for these people. You can't destroy this thing. But no one had any idea about how much money was involved until we did the economic index. So I went to work with HSU, and we put together an economic index about eight years ago, Humboldt State University, and that's what they use as their number in all, all data, and it's about half a billion. And so the the Board of Equalization came up and said, hey, we use your numbers, Kev, but we were able to use our computers, and we got it up to 10 to 14 billion. So you're talking 10 to 14 billion dollars in wholesale reefer coming out of my region. Right. It's always been the hub, you know what I mean? That's been the... Oh, yeah, and, it, and it's still the hub, but what's nice is that it's been able to get a little bit of a, a, a an ear on the regulatory end sure. so that they it, it, at least the laws help maybe reflect some of this scale that's needed because the problem as we all understand is cannabis is everybody cannabis isn't just commercial people that doesn't really make cannabis that's that's just a producer cannabis is cultural it's, it's in your heart people yeah. with a, a single light in the closet are masters you know it's 
and, and, and that's, I think, what we were able to try to, you know, get through to some of these people is that, listen, listen, you have no idea how many people actually make money off of this, and there has to be some kind of uh, an understanding of it. But, you know, it's scary. Yeah. You guys are, you know, Colorado, you already went through all this from, well, you know, yeah, that what you are now. I keep telling everybody when California is, I mean, as much as everybody wants this to happen, it is going to be some serious growing pains for everybody, you know, and it's like... Uh, it's just part of the deal. Colorado's coming out of that right now. Yeah. We're, we're at the point now where it's filtered out. You know, the people that came, moved to here from out of state that were going gangbusters and sending it back home and all that. I mean, all that's kind of getting filtered out. I mean, obviously, it's going to always, there's always going to be an underground. And, 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 you know, none of us can say anything about that. I mean, we've all lived it. And so we're all, you know, I think everybody's like, you know, sure, you can do that. But the, because we're all above ground and we're doing our shit the way we, you know, we we uh, are dictating our own path almost because the guidance that they have given us has been terrible. Like it's been, you know, they we're all self-regulating. That's the one thing I love about cannabis and mm-hmm. always have been. You know, I mean, like we, you know, it, back in the day, if there was a guy selling shitty weed, he wouldn't sell it very long because everybody would say it's shitty weed, done deal. You know, now it's the mm-hmm. legal side. Same thing now happening where, you know, I tell everybody as a i'm 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 a little bit like you probably were up to a point because you obviously jumped into it i've been in the industry the my like for 25 30 years but it's been on the edge because i'm a seed producer and i had i do hemp clothing and i'm a lifestyle guy and i do everything about it but i never opened up a coffee shop when i lived in amsterdam and i haven't opened up a dispensary when i moved back to america because to me i don't want to ruin the magic you know what i mean i'm like you know what i mean there's yeah yeah there's still something there for me but the minute i'm like every day all dealing with everybody's little issues because it's like having a bar you know what i mean it's like you get to know people like here oh, comes, totally, totally. here comes so-and-so and he's got kidney damage and you know he can only do this and you got to know that you know just you have to you and you get it, it hurts after a while because you got so much like you were saying you just seen so many people in so many shitty situations and i i for one think the one thing about cannabis that's awesome is it's not hard to give away free cannabis to every single person who needs it. It's not hard. We can do that. I can do that 10 times over from like two facilities over in America, probably just because the reality is that it's like so many people don't know they need it yet. You know what I mean? But the people who actually know they need it and really need it. I mean, I feel like any facility run properly should be able to give away enough cannabis to take care of all the real patients. And then the, sustained by the people who can afford to pay for it, you know what I mean, which is just kind of... Yeah, no, for, for real. That's and so that's, easy. you know, we we do it at the nursery here where, like, I run... I'm, I'm in the virtual epicenter of, of Southern Humboldt, so, yeah. I mean, I'm surrounded by the largest commercial farms in the, in the planet, and they all pay full price. They don't get any deals, and they, and they know it because they know that I subsidize all med, yeah. and they like it because their, their moms come to me. And their their uncles come to me for med help and stuff, and so these guys are the monstrous. They respect it, and it's it's awesome to be able to see people. That's to me, that's cannabis. Where it's always been that way. If your house burns down, people loan you some money. You, sure. you got ripped off, you get some pounds. Yeah, everybody. Pays you know, forward. I, I love my culture. Forward. Everybody pays forward a little bit, you know, or they try to at least. Yep. And and what's cool now is like in in Colorado, we have a pretty 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 big homeless problem, mostly because of the fact that they all came here because it's cannabis friendly. And they know that if they stand on any road with a sign, they're going to get some money, but they're definitely going to get some weed. Yeah. And the weed is like way more, you know, beneficial for these guys. So 
I'm like constantly driving around, giving every time I, ha- I always have a few baggies with me ready to go, and you know I love it. You know that's like back in the day you would get you know arrested for it, but now you're just like, dude, that's legal in Colorado. Legal, I can give, up, I can give up to an ounce to yeah. anybody I want to. You know what I mean? So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, you could literally cruise around and just give ounces to homeless people all day long if you wanted to, which is probably going to make their day, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 then, Kevin, uh, speaking of, uh, you said you give out, what was it, uh, tens of thousands of uh, CBD clones. What kind of what kind of CBD clones are you, you working with? What do you what do you like out there? Right right now, I'm, well, we got a, I got a pretty good population. I go through lots of different stuff, but for me, with, with clonal stock, I... I do, I do all the R&D on the farm first, so I run it to make sure it works. Yeah. And so what we, what we have in the shop right now is a variety of ratios. So, like, I have a nice blue dynamite, 10 to 1, and then we have a couple of uh, different 2 to 1s that are nice. Those are through the OG78 line. The aficionado guys did this really neat breed project, but when I was doing a bunch of predicative work on it through the lab, I found these OG78 uh, CBD anomalies. Right. So I found these really freaky cuts that were 20% CBD, 10 THC. And then I found another one that was uh, 14.7. And so those are beautiful because those can be used by people who want, two to ones are good for the epileptics when they make them into, the, the, into uh, uh, a super concentrate. Yeah. But for people who want a, a, a smoke that relaxes them and gives them enough psychoactivity, this stuff is absolutely pretty nice. It doesn't smoke like any of the haze flavors. Mm-hmm. It ha- the OG78s, okay. they all have a pretty much cushy tone, so it's pretty nice. So those are very popular locally. Um, when Ringo died, Lawrence Ringo, who owned, uh, uh yeah, yeah, Ringo was a seed, was a famous seed guy, CBD sure. guy. Well, me and me and Lawrence were friends, and so when he passed away, I got a bunch of uh, stuff from him. So I had some Ringo's gifts we worked with. We had um, a Harley Sue we worked with. We have a Swiss Sue we work with. I picked up um, what else did I get from Lawrence? Uh, a couple of nice can of tonics. So we have an eighteen to one can of tonic, the ACDC. So I kind of work with a couple of different ratios so that you have stuff for people who want no THC, yeah. stuff for people who need THC, and some things in the middle, but all of them work really well. Suzy Q, all of these strains do really well outside here, full sun. Yeah. So it lets all the med people really get a good production and, and have product that lets them do either extraction, conversion into whatever they want, or just straight flour. Yeah. Speaking of straight flour, um, so you're also involved with the, uh, the Golden Tarp, right? Mm-hmm. The Golden Tarp Award. Yeah, we created it. Yeah, so um, yeah. So give us a little uh, idea on the, how that's all working out. Because how the judging works and stuff. How yeah, the judging. Oh, yeah. The timing right? and everything, too, because uh, I'm curious. I, was, I, was invo- I think Mitch and I got invited last year, but we couldn't make it out because we were both uh, out of state. But we definitely would love to come check it out. <laughs> oh, no, we'd love to have you guys come on. It'd be cool, man. We were, we, were at the, we were at the shop hanging out one day, and we saw people pulling talk for years, right? And I said, man, you know what we ought to do? Lucy's is my, uh, my nursery manager. His name's William Pedro, but his nickname's Lucy's uh, Polynesian. And so, yo, and Lucy, I said, we should, we should have a, a, a light depth competition. And he said, sure. And I said, we'll call it the Golden Park. And he's like, all right. And I said, now what do we do? Because he's the social guy. I'm not, right? Yeah. And so, and so he takes the idea and he runs with it. And we come up with the golden tarp. And it lets us have a, a competition. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to come up with a judging criteria that didn't steal really from anyone else. Because I'm involved in a lot of the other competitions, either in judging or in some component, you know? Sure. And so I didn't want to jack any of the comps. And I wanted to make it its own. So what I did is I broke it up into... Uh, terpene categories, and you basically decide yourself how you want to classify it, but it's either fuel, earth, floral, or fruit. 
And if you break it up into those four categories, then each one of those four categories, the top five in each one cannabinoid-wise make it in. And I would have a bigger sift, but I have to have enough ability for the people who I bring in to judge it in one day. Yeah. And so to me, a 20-pack, we get it down to a sweet 16. So I get 16 entries for the judges to look at. Right. And when I bring the judges in, we'll, I'll bring in, out of the 20 judges I bring in, I bring in like five pros, mm -hmm. guys that are industry pros, yeah. and then the other 15 are randoms. You just come in and spin this giant-ass spinner, and if you get a gold ball, yeah. you're a judge. And so what it does is it lets the five pros be in the room with the, with the amateurs, so to speak. Right. But amateurs, to me, are perfect because their opinion is real. Yeah. They, they're telling you what they like and what they don't like. They don't have to have any pre-weight on it. Yeah. And so it allows them now to work collaboratively, and we put them all in this killer-ass area. We have a big party for them in a room, and we make that whole experience like a, a, a separate VIP event for the judging. Right. And then we then go bring the, the results in. And it kind of worked out pretty neat where this doctor named uh, Dr. Abrams, he took my, my statistics from this event, and it broke up to be where cannabis really does basically break up into fuel and, and floral and fruits and earths or subcategories underneath it. And they just did this huge medical conference on this shit. I'll have to send you guys a copy of this. It was trippy. Right. They were kind of hitting me up on why I broke it up this way. But when they did the statistical analysis, it, it came it came out. And so I said, hey, neat. So we have so this cup. They, uh, they have a lot of like uh, points on the same. You basically hit the right points in the right spots. So yeah, like, we hit the right points on it in terms of what was the divisions and the breaks. Yeah, and, and so it, it lets us have a it lets us have a cup that, and I let the individuals when they decide to decide because sometimes you come in with an OG, and it's 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 more it's more earthy than fuel, yeah. and it might it might even be so lemony that you might want to classify it as a citrus. And so I allow the people to put it in the categories, and, and really, cannabis people are pretty, pretty honest. You never see people trying to, like, if you go to a floral, you can always go to a low number. Yeah. And so I don't see people taking fuels and entering florals to be smart. Right. Because I'd call you on it. On the stage, I would call you on it and bust you up. Of course. Just because it's really like, come on, let's just do this, you know, honestly. The, the, I don't even know, I, I compile it all. But I make sure that I don't know what the entry is until I compile it. So at the end of the at the end of the comp, when I put together the scores, it lets me be surprised, right. which is fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, because I'm in, I'm involved in the Emerald Cup. So when we judge the Emerald Cup, you're talking five weeks yeah. of nonstop judging this shit. There's no surprise. I mean, you're just blasting. So for me, it's kind of neat to have this ability to have an event and then not know really who won until I tabulate the judges' scores. Yeah. And what we did is we had, uh, we had an artist named Joyce Centafonte make a stunning bronze sculpture that's probably like two, three feet high, and it's a ribbon that wraps in a swirl, and it, the ribbon connects to the greenhouse and flows off the top of it. So it's a trophy yeah, yeah. that is, I mean, it is, it's art. Right. It's something that you would be able to take home and really say, listen, I, I did something. I beat a lot of people who are good at pulling plastic. That's right. Yeah, well, we have uh, we have the a competition we call the Adzi, which is the Adam Dunn Show Invitational, and it's it's similar in the sense yeah. that we're trying to make everything transparent for everybody, but yet at the same time we don't we want everyone not to know because what we do is we put playing cards with every strain, so it's like yeah, the Tom Fortress one. So at a certain point, yeah, exactly. So at a certain point, you'll uh, you'll you kind of know what's going on, but you don't know, and you're in a different category. Everybody's in their own four groups, which is funny when you said that it ended up into four groups. So I'm like, hmm. Maybe we need to think about how we can c combine mm -hmm. our ideas a little bit there because that's a great one because it really 
uh, like right now it's by suit, you know what I mean? So we have the different suits. Mm-hmm. And the idea with us is that because it's head-to-head, you there's no categories. We don't really, we, if you're a haze and, and I'm a Kush, well, let's just see whose weed is better because back in the day there was no, it wasn't categorized. It was just whose weed is yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, it's purely, what do you like better? Exactly. Yeah, and that's why I like the amateurs in the event too. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have, I mean, ours is a mixture of, of like what we, what we consider people who think they're great growers, people who are great growers, and guys who are just humble and there because they want to be surrounded by other good growers. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the, yeah. the, way, the way it breaks down just naturally without us to don't tell them to do that. That's just the way they do. You know? No, no, it's cool. I follow the event. No, I like it. I, I love the... But it's funny how the com- doing competitions, like the same with, same with me. I've, I've been involved with the Cannabis Cup since 93 and helped organize it back in Amsterdam and then saw the... the you know, just how hard it is to organize a bunch of stoners in the first place. And if you can complicate it really hard and make it even worse, and then the minute there's any dishonest maneuvering going on, because like you said, people figure out angles. They're like, oh, well, if I just do that, then I'll definitely win because there's only three in there and there's 27 in that category. So I'll just crush them. Exactly. In that yeah. And you're like, yeah. no, that's not what it's about. Or I'll buy all, I'll buy 100 tickets. And then my people will all judge for me. You know, it's like, great. That's not what this is about. You know what I mean? So it's hard. No, no, totally, totally. Yeah, this is real. If you win, if you win this one, yeah. it's just like the Emerald Cup. If you win the Emerald Cup, you won the goddamn thing. I believe <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, there's 750, but it, it, you won it. And we can defend Like, and for me, you know, I, I, I journal it all. So this way, when someone said, you know, you didn't smoke my shit, I, 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 I did a screenshot of the page and said, oh, no, I, I, I smoked it. It says right here, covered in PM and, and was both. And so... <laughs> and they're like, no, <laughs> Maybe you, you, might, you might not want to confront the judge on that. Yeah. It... It, it's, you just want to be able to, I, my whole thing is I love to see people get their recognition for their work. You know what I'm saying? If, if you put all that work in, then I'd love to see you be treated fairly. So like, like when we did the first Golden Talk, Lumpa's uh, headband came in from uh, Lumpa Farms, right? right? But the problem was it didn't make the cannabinoid cut off in the category, so it didn't make it into the event. But it was such a friggin' good looking flower that I, I gave it an award. I made an award for it and said, look, you, you didn't make it into the competition, but if I didn't acknowledge this piece of cannabis, I would be stupid. Right. And so it's called, I, I couldn't make it in, but I'm good looking anyways. Right. And we had a you know, whole series of prizes. I mean, because he might have won more stuff than you know, like a second prize. But it was that kind of stuff that when it's your event, you know, you can, you can bend it to, to really reflect the truth. That, sure. hey, this is what we're doing and this is what we got. And it, it allows people to see honest stuff you know the, that's the problem there's so much smoke and mirrors coming out and I'm like Whoa, wait a second wait a second don't get confused this is real and this isn't yeah and then the reality is, is it's like people are we're now at the situation where there's been so much smoke and mirrors for so long that there's generations of people who don't know because they just were never exposed to the truth you know what I mean so now they're all the same oh, exactly and they're like trying to and they, but they 100% wholeheartedly believe they're correct because no this is a Yoda OG that I would it's like no it's not dude it's like, it's, there's no such yeah, thing it's you, know, you know what I mean and I'm looking at it it's not you know but no this guy told me and this is what it is and it's just been yeah well, yeah tried, no I know he tried to make some money that day you know what I mean and that's and that's that's yeah um let's let's talk a little bit about um your your functional because I mean we were t- one of the big things uh that we people were talking about before we actually got on the air with you was large scale cloning and the techniques involved and how it 
you know, how to be successful because funny enough, I do consulting, obviously, like we all do, but I also mm-hmm. teach, I also teach classes and I do all sorts of, and really it's like, wow, do people all ask the same three questions? Yeah. LED lighting, cloning, and there's like, you know, it's, it's like the claim and, and feminization. Those are like my three questions I get hit every single time. Um, but tell us a little bit about your technique because, uh, like Rod Craft, who actually helped us uh, form this entire show basically said you turned your your videos turned his whole program around you know what i mean so he so he uh was boasting hard <laughs> so let's, let's hear some of your techniques no, no, nice nice man thanks um well i i i've been a propagator for a really long time meaning like you know large scale prop for a long time sure. so it, it it i've had time to kind of take a, a little look at it and, and after all these years, what I know first is uh, organic moms. You, you really, if you really want to see, well, we're having in California, you're having a lot of undiagnosed viral problems. I'm working with a bunch of virologists out of HSU and UCLA and I think maybe uh, Davis. But we have all these little undiagnosed viral problems, and they don't know what they are. It's not TMV. It, it doesn't test out. It's all this other weird shit. And so what, what I found is I'm not having these problems, and it's my organic bottom end. And so... I, all my plants in the building are in living soil. We build the soil first. I mean, for years I ran other methodologies, but I'm telling you, the one that gives you the most consistent results with the least amount of trouble is this one. Run living plants. You can do it indoor. Bring your densities down a little bit so that you can tend each plant a little more carefully so that they get a little more care and you're able to keep a little better eye on them. If you're running the organics and you're using compost teas to drive, and you're using compost teas as a foliar for any kind of fungal to, to drive um, bug stuff back where it's going to, the, the fungal components of your tea is going to actually act as a, a devourer of egg, you'll be able to get a mom to a situation where it's probably like 95% healthy and clean with nothing else on it with the situation. And those plants are basically balanced in terms of all sugar levels. And if I can just make sure that I'm pulling all my even sugar levels off, sugar levels are in terms of carbohydrates. So most people, they don't understand how to test. This is easy. Do a snap test. And what you're trying to do is, is have all of my plants have the exact same sugar levels at the same time so that when I strike these clones, every one of them goes through the same speed of transition where they go and they create the undifferentiated tissue, they de-differentiate, they form new tissue and go forward. If I can get everything to be at the same sugar level, then what I have is a consistent rate where every tray is basically going to be about, you know, 97% full stick. And they'll all stick, and then they'll all jump at the same rate. And so what the guys in the shop focus on more than anything is just mom health. Right. I mean, it really is just mom health. Cleanliness. Um, what we do is we take these plants, and I, I, I kind of take a look at the market, and I figure out what the market likes. And I think I understand the market pretty good, from just uh, uh, years of doing it. And then I say, all right, let's go find cultivars that work well to the market alike, and then I take cultivars that have the ability to succeed. So I might run 100 different OGs, but I, I look for the ones that root well, have a good resistance to PM, seem to do well in our climate, finish normal time, and, and I choose that one. And so what it does is it allows... I'm a large nursery. I actually feed a lot of small nurseries. So people come to me for their foundation stock. Mm-hmm. 
And so all the Craigslist guys, all the dudes on the Internet, all, I'm feeding all of them pretty much because when I go online and look, it's my whole library. Yeah. And so when they come in here, I tell them, hey, if you're going to do this, this is the one you want to use. And they always trip out because they think I'm, um, I would send them the wrong direction. But Classic it's not guy. that. It's a Classic clone guy. Yeah. You do these because they've got powdery mildew all over them. Have them. <laughs> Get rid of them. Yeah. No. And, what, and what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to fill my region with ultra-premium genetics mm -hmm. so that my region can compete United States-wide because we fill the U.S. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I do all the R&D work on what cultivars I want to work with, and then my guys are relentless on the moms. And so I have a nursery staff that they've been with me for years. Some of these guys have been with me 20 years. Some of them used to work for me as little kids. When, I mean, Christ trimmers. And now they're men working for me. So I have this group of people who are really about cannabis. I mean, they love this thing as much as I love it. And they, I send them to school. They get extra education. They, there's always uh, people coming in. I bring in experts all the time. Anything that's going to let us see ag and understand ag. And then this way, it's always rounded them out. And what it does, it allows these guys to keep the plants exceptionally healthy on a, on a food grade level. And food grade to me is like, you can come in here and I don't give a shit what testing lab comes in here. Grab any plant in the building, send it to the lab and there's nothing in here that's contaminated. There's right. no nasty shit. I don't care how we work around it. I don't need a lawyer to interpret it. It's straight up food grade. It, it allows us to be able to help other people understand how to do it. And it, it shit, it beat us up for a while too. I mean, none of this stuff is easy, you know that. But we knew that the end result of how do you do clean ag, and what's the production numbers from it, and what can we expect? It was going to take a minute to work it out, but once we got it to that level, it just changed the whole building, and it changes how the other operations come in, because then they can see that we're functioning, that we're not using anything bad. And so it lets them understand that there's a methodology that works too, and then we'll share it with them. And, and if people have questions, shit, I'll make you a video and send it to you. You're, you're, once, see, my whole thing is, just like you, you, you see global cannabis. I saw hundreds of tons of drugs in person. I know what a billion dollars of dope looks like in one room. Right. I saw so much that I know that there's no way any of us are going to really bend this thing. Yeah. So the best thing I could do is do my best to contribute to the overall good, and the impact will be incredible because I know the scope of it. And so far, it's worked really well. Yeah. So we run a nursery like a normal you know, nursery, not a can of nursery, because can is usually so closed uh, information. And and uh, so, for instance, what is your what is your medium of choice? What are you doing? The medium of choice is right now we're using something called it's called it's a ball three metro mix. It's just a basic commercial mix. It's basically inert. I like peat, and and even though it's uh, I, I, and cores are good too, but cores tie up mag and tie up calcium a little bit. Um, the, it's got a peat base with some compost, so there's nothing in it. And then from there we're going with biochar. I go with the high worm component. We'll go in with, um, I can either make a full-blown mix myself or I can use this product called Green Bicycle Mix, which is uh, an organic mix designed to be mixed in. Mm -hmm. And then we can use that as the base. And then I start, then I go top dress with booze, uh, booze blend compost. Okay. And then I use a compost tea where we run it through the plants full strength every week. And I usually do an organic top dress once every three to four weeks. So once I build the bag, I probably have, you know, six, seven months with the mom before I have to really pull it. And, a lot, and, and, and we cycled moms out. I mean, I've had moms live for years, but we, they get to a point where they've just had too much stress accumulation. Sure. 
Yeah, I always tell, I tell people. I tell, I tell people like I got grandmas and I got moms. I got the moms I do is like working. Yeah. Moms. They're like working moms, you know what I mean. And then the grandma is, yeah. like, is a contributor to the working moms, you know what I mean. Kind of something like that. Exactly. There's there's a base library and then there's there's beds that work and the production beds are very specific and those beds are they're very well tended and because they're so crucial. But the same thing, it's it's one every three weeks we have to go through a top dress. Um, the compost tea mixes, I think, is really the key on it because it allows us to drive that biology. And it's basically a, a, a bacteria fungal 50-50 so that I'm going to, because I use it as a foliar too. So I, every, every week guaranteed I'm running, you know, through the root ball and I'm running through the top end. And it allows me to have this, this plant that's just unbelievably alive. So, I mean, I go, my compost tea maker loves me because I'm, you know, buying this stuff by the truckload. But it's keeping my plants at a level of vitality right now that are just, oh, I'm just amazed at the color coming out of the building. So, the, you know, that this, this methodology is something that you can get your hands around. And for as many years as we've been growing, all of us, if you didn't use chemicals, you basically weren't a grower. You know, I mean, shit, it, it, was, it was almost the, the rite of passage when you got your first container of, of avid. You know, oh, I got my first avid bottle. And then there's, you know, 18 different, you know, categories of spray now, and none of this stuff is meant for us. And we just knew this years ago. We knew, I bet probably 10, 11 years ago, me and the guys were like, look, everything we're doing is good except spray on top. And so we started really trying to, how do we diminish it? And so much of it was through cultivar selection. You know, you got to find, yeah, some strains just don't want to be friendly for you in that location, so you don't work them. So what kind of IPM do you use to uh, help maintain the, uh, to help keep your healthy mothers? What are your what are your techniques to help keep them going? What, what other stuff do I use to keep the moms healthy? Well, yeah, um, yeah and you're, you said you use I love, I love supplemental, I love supplemental light, man. I love, I, I love having the moms. I don't like any mom being indoor only. Uh, moms should not be inside only. So you'll do an outdoor really, supplemental? Yeah, yeah. I, I love full sun on plants. The I used to get all these plants out of SoCal. So I used to collect, you know, you collect all the hot cuts. And they were always haggard. And when I put them in, when I put them into the greenie with living biology and natural spectra, the difference was dramatic. And then I got to do all these light uh, research projects with Heliospectra. So Heliospectra is a, a LED company, a, yeah. a massive one out of, out of Sweden. Sweden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I did all. I was their guy that did all their initial tests in North America. So I did all their initial. Yeah. So for a couple of years, I did all their R and D in in the U S. And then they would come over, and then I take them up to the farm, and we'd measure the the sun coming off of the reflecting off of the plants up the hill. So they were trying to use my farm as like a baseline for good sun production, and and it was a fantastic experience. But the bottom line is sun, sun, and you can't get around it. And so I just noticed that any of these cuts. Or any plant that if, if I want to see it maintain health, then if I can if I can bring it outside in the summertime, I can run it indoor completely without a single issue for a full year. But if I if I keep running it after that, I start to see a decline in the overall vigor of the plant. And so once I bring it back outside, I reboost it. And then, uh, it's just really yeah, living biology and sun shit we don't understand pretty much. Yeah, no, it's interesting too when you when you bring a plant from the inside to the outside. And it's like about 24 hours later, you're just like, it's a fucking different plant sometimes. You know, you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, just got so, I literally like, I think a week ago, we did the same thing. I brought some, some plants that have been only indoors their whole time, brought them out to the hoop house, mm-hmm. you know, and just let them sit there for a little bit. And it was that perfect day where it was kind of cloudy anyway and everything. So it didn't really, there was no chance of them not liking it. But 
by the end of the day, they were just, they were like, they looked like they were telling me that they were just like, thanks for letting us out into the real world. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so obvious. And, and I think, uh, you know, it's, uh, with a lot of things, if you have the benefit of being able to, I mean, we've, we've lived in the shadows so long and hidden and, and only grown indoors. Um, but lately, with the ability to grow combos, greenhouse, indoors, outdoors, Mm-hmm. Are you working with other lighting like LEC, like like uh, ceramic metal halides or any of these other technologies? Yeah, we do. We I got a. I have a, a. We just ordered some CMHs so we can play with those. I have a bunch of the um, uh, the induction lights. Yeah, I, I got a bunch wasn't of. A big, wasn't a big fan of the induction myself, but. Yeah, you know, they, you know what I like the inductions for is they work well for uh, UV hardening of starts. Okay. So they, yeah, because they don't throw a lot of heat off, right. and so I can lay them over beds, and I can get a low heat signature, but I can get a good UVB component so that when I take the plants out of that hardening, yep. it lets me uh, go outside, and I don't have to run uh, the same. So this, we think the CMH should replace it, and, yeah. and, and a little more efficiently, too, so we'll find out. You know how it is, man. You've got to be on the leading edge, not the bleeding edge. Exactly. But at the same time, you've got to go with what works. Once you get something that works, you've got to mm-hmm. stick with it, too. That's the hardest part. You know? so yeah. If you're constantly bouncing. Another one, too. Don't, don't take more than, like, 35% of the canopy off the plant at once. Yeah. Like, when people are doing clone work, it's, it's, it's better to have more moms than work a mom too extensively. People don't understand that the, the root system and the shoot system have a balance. Yeah, and you've got to take they, away they some need, of that. If you want to cut that plant back yeah, real bad, you've got to actually take it. And take the root ball out. Exactly. You've got to pull the root ball off. Yeah, you've got to cut the root ball back. And so when people get really uh, you know, excessively aggressive on the moms, I'm like, you realize you've got to cut the whole plant back now. And so it's, it's just, you know, gentle is nice. Uh, we're we're always uh, you know so aggressive and rough you know it's forcing things to happen and I think with with um, propagation it's all a very gentle juvenile patience. Uh, one thing people need to be aware of is that you get a, a radically different strike rate if you have calcium present in your media. So if you're and you can just you only need, you only need probably like 15 ppm, but you you can get most times you can get right out of your tap water, but some tap water doesn't have any, so you check. But a little bit of calcium as soon as the as soon as the plants start to form their uh, callus and undifferentiated tissue, if there's any calcium present that can that that can touch it, it instantly strikes the root. The speed is dramatically different. Huh. Nice. Mm-hmm. So those are some good little pieces, you know. Sure, sure. I mean that's one of the things too. It's like. Uh you know what I tell people too is just like it's like part of it making clones and is is being comfortable with yourself making clones because a lot of people get like overthink it and they push it too hard. You know I always I always uh, spray my plants a lot beforehand with just plain water just to sort of leach them a little bit and suck them out, make them a little more tender, not so so rough. You know what I mean as far as callus. Mm-hmm. And you know I, it's as every you know, as everybody you'll you'll have moments in time where it's just like nothing works you know and you're like oh my god what's going on it's like this and it's usually you know again go back it's the health of the mom in the first place you know and yeah and, and then and some plants just really 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 have a very very specific carbohydrate level they strike at so let's see what was a strain that was a strange one we had here back in the day albert walker the the old albert walker out of uh, utah idaho wherever it was from uh-huh. i swear to god i I, the guy that brought the cut to me said, please, you do this and hold it to me because nobody can prop it. And so I could get it to prop, mm-hmm. 
But I'm telling you, everybody I gave the plant to couldn't propagate it, and that's why you don't see Albert Walker in any kind of form. Just like Louis Thirteenth OG Kush. Louis Thirteenth is an incredible cutting of OG, but Jesus Christ, man, it is not propagation friendly. And so when people harden the mom a little bit, man, they get a zero stick rate. Exactly. No, and, and OGs are and pretty notorious. Most of them, at least, were pretty notoriously hard to uh, to root compared to some other plants. And that's it's funny. Mm-hmm. It's funny when you uh, imagine how many great strains didn't get grown properly because of that. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, exactly. Like, oh, that. Yes, we're doing Blue Dream again. You know, and you're like, well, yeah, that's yeah, 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 because they couldn't get the cuts. Yeah, because Blue Dream will root, root, yeah. it'll root in your hand. Exactly. You know, and you get plants like that that just root like crazy. And I always yeah. felt like it was a. Uh, it was a little bit of a give and take because there was a situation where at one point all my shit that I thought was the the bomb would be the hardest to root and all my shit that was just like, eh, was like rooting before I could even cut it off the plant. You know what I mean? I'd be like, all right, great, thanks. You know, <laughs> like I know that'll root, you know. But uh, yeah, I think success rates are based a lot of time, also seasonal too. I mean, what do you think about like, like uh, making cuts in the spring compared to making cuts in the winter? You have totally different, even, you know, different different conditions. You know, if, if we stabilize it, I mean, we can climatically stabilize the spaces so we don't have the same uh, you know, environmental impact that direction, but you definitely get it for moon cycles. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, more like, more like that. Yeah, yeah, ooh, you definitely get Yeah, and so, I mean, we have old hippies that come in that ask me if I could please cut their order on the moon day. And, and if, I, if it's a small order and I know them and they're, you know, it, I can do it, I will. But um, most part, it's impossible to cut on cycles because you're cutting the building on a building cycle. But then when we started to really, um, you know, you're charting all this shit, and I started taking cut dates that were from optimal planning times based off of moon pressure, and you notice that the, the stick rate was far better. So, I mean, like, I do all my outdoor planting based off of that. Everything that goes outside goes outside on waxing moons. Yeah. So, I mean, I follow moon cycles for almost all, you know, for all my outdoor real, you know, outdoor work, even when I initiate depths and stuff like that, because gravity is present with it, too. It all feels it. Yeah. But it's just, uh, you know, when you're running a, you know, build, when you're running this many clones, shit, these things are on cycles where it's every day you're producing. Sure. So every day the crew is chopping something. It's a never-ending production. And so sometimes you'll see some loads that are a little off, and we'll take a look at we'll say, ooh, this one's where we cut it on the worst moon day possible. Right. And so sometimes, you know, if you can if you can get your shit together, you can kind of look at the cycle first and put it as an overlay. But you know how it is, man. You're running as fast as you can just to well, just keep your shit lucky, together. The lucky ones are the ones that just get cut on that. I mean, yeah. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. They and and they love them. The people who get those trays are stoked. Exactly, exactly. It's like any time when you were packing a bag of weed and you're like, man, you almost don't want to pack it because you're looking at something like, fucking lucky guy got this piece right here. You know what I mean? But it goes <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's getting a good one. Push it forward, you know. Um, did you, uh, okay, so as far as, uh, your general maintenance on your clones are, how many are you producing at any given time? Like, you know, uh, at the one facility, let's say. Oh, shit. Um, I don't even know if I should say those numbers out on the radio. <laughs> okay. you, you know what I'm saying? It's, it, it's a lot. A lot. Um, I think we're probably, we might be the biggest in California yeah. well, that's, right now. That's, and that's the biggest in the country as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's, we're pretty good size. Well, and, and it's kind of cool, and it's and we've been growing at a good rate every year, and it's um, it's, it's what's really neat is that it's awesome to be able to be in a, a place where people can find you so normally, yeah. 
So now, you know, you get to have mainstream cats come here and come by their stock and hang out, and you get to see them year after year, and it's really neat to see them develop into can of people. Yeah. Like, you're, you know, you guys already saw it, but for us, it's a new thing. If, to me, if you're in cannabis, you're, you're in cannabis. But now we're seeing the population coming in, and because of the normality of it, it's, it's just awesome for us to see all these people moving through. And they're, they're cool. They're really, the 95% of people I deal with are awesome. My, my shop is, I couldn't be any luckier for Christ's sakes, you know. I mean, I get nice people I work with, and our, our local area is filled with just, I mean, they're lunatics, but I love them. They're, they're the, the liveliest human beings on earth, man. Humboldt County is just a, an adventure in itself. Oh, so, sure. you know, just to, just, just to do it here is just so cool. Yeah, it's one of those places it's, um, you know, when you're driving there. Uh, and I also noticed, too, like, as you, uh, the, even the density of the, of the plants is different, you know what I mean? Like, as you start to kind of come around, like, everything starts to become denser and like, i don't know just you're like yeah i feel it and steeper i feel it yeah it's steeper it's yeah 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 it's really interesting it's an interesting part of the world and uh hell yeah so how about new england what's, what's your you go back a lot or now that you're Italian? no i don't i don't my well most of my family passed away see i'm old new england and uh, almost all the family passed away but we've been there for like 300 years we still got the same house wow. like, literally same house so uh there's nobody to go home to you know, and so I keep track with my mom, right. and I have my mom come out and visit. Craziest but part. But my mom, she's she's the one, man. She doesn't want to move out here. Craziest part is uh, after talking to you, and we had a guest um, who's another guy that I got to know, who is not a cannabis guy yet, but he's about to be. But his, you ever heard of Ron Wallace? Mm. -mm. Okay, so Ron Wallace is the current world record holder for uh, giant pumpkins. And he's from Rhode Island. Oh, yeah, 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 I know you. Yes, 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 and Wow T. And he's from Rhode Island. He's from Rhode Island. Yeah, he does the Wow T, exactly, the Wow T guy. So he, yeah. he is Rhode Island-based, and he's literally, you know, going for the next world record. He's got a whole crew of pumpkin kids who, uh, that's all they do. They sit around and, like, literally crunching numbers, mathematicians. You know, they're, like, taking it. They take pumpkins so seriously, but yet at the end of the day, What's the fucking end game? You know what I mean? You made uh, the biggest gourd in the world, and you're like, whatever. <laughs> you know, like we're we're producing plants that cure cancer and shit. So I mean, we're like, I feel I feel a little like we're contributing more. But I think that's part of the reason why him and his crew are now looking at the cannabis. And I feel like if we if we could get you two together, you guys would blow you know the world away because he's he's taken it uh, his first uh, attempt right now. So I told him, you know. I will definitely uh, try to help him along the way, but I would love to link you two guys together, even if it's just on the phone for a little while, because you probably... Yeah, that'd be cool. No, I'd love to talk to him, because i got a, I got a, he's I got the same a age. pumpkin going right now. I think he's the yeah, same yeah, age. Yeah, yeah, he's going to do a little giant pumpkin. I think he's the same age as you two, Rhode Island guys, so you'd be like, oh, my God, you know, now we know. Classic. <laughs> you guys probably bang the same chick, you know what I mean, back in the day. She won't admit it. I'm telling you, I'm sure, sure it happened. You never know. It's Rhode Island, man. What a... Well, so it is Red Island. Will you be it out to Colorado anytime soon? You make it out here at all? Man, I, I'd love to. You know, I it's just that it's been this season is just I'm drowning. I was up in Washington. I went up to Washington a bunch to check out some of the stuff. They had me come up to speak at a couple events, and I went and toured some of the farms and checked out some of the industry and. And then we're just uh, right now. I'm just drowning. Right now, I'm drowning in work. But I would love to come to Colorado. I know I got a friend, uh, Chip, Chip Baker, who used to own uh, uh, Royal Gold. He has a couple of uh, 
well go with a soil company out here in Humboldt, but he moved to Colorado, and he has a couple of, uh, I think, uh, grow stores that he has. And he said, you need to come on here, Kevin, take a, take a cruise. And I'd, I'd love to come on check you guys out, man. Yeah, we'll definitely, hopefully, you know, we know how it is this time of year. This is like, you ain't going anywhere. No. But, uh, but definitely when it's a little bit uh, toned down for the workload and stuff, we'd love to show you around here, show you what's going on. I mean, it's... Oh, I'd love to. And you guys ever come on to Humboldt County, man. We, we will. You, 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 I know you've been there, but yeah, we'll show you a good time, too, man. It'd be a blast. And I would love to come to uh, Golden Tarp. So what is the date of the Golden Tarp? October 1st. October 1st. And, and basically, that's just to give everybody time for it to cure properly and have not be all... Exactly. We give you, give you enough time to get your, get your stuff dried out so this way it's not forcing it. Yeah. And... It, it's it's so we do it right here and it's in Redway and I'm keeping it at the material. We we, we want to keep everything local so that the events in Sohum because Sohum is its own place and when people come to Sohum they get to feel it. And so I I I, I don't want the event. I want the event to be like old reggae where you basically better buy your ticket now because you won't be able to get in if you don't. Sure. And so instead of trying to keep growing it bigger, we just want to make it refine it and but keep it in the same place with the same you know old school feel. Yeah, and you're going to stick to the 16 uh, entry levels. And yeah, stick to, stick to the 16 because this way it works. I don't I don't want to overlook the judges, and I know that I really I really I really like the fact that people who aren't pros can come in and do it, and then they get some help if they get a little overwhelmed. I I I like that. Uh, I call them regular people, but for us, you know, we see it all. That's all we do is touch high end shit. And I'm just like, man, the mainstream never gets to see what we see. They never get these privileges. And I would just love for for regular people. I wish that I, when I was just a regular guy, I could have went someplace and, and got some VIP access without having to sell my soul. Yeah. And, too and too that's what we kind of want to give them. Too bad you'll never be a regular guy again. Huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. It's done, man. It's done. But it's all right. I'm happy where I'm at. That's not happening for sure. Yeah, no, it's awesome uh, to see. You know, I think the reason why Rod wanted us to get you on the show was he basically just said, "Wait, do you hear? Wait, do you, this guy is guy. He's passionate, you know. And that's kind of what we are. We're all passionate about what we do. We love this plant. We love helping out people. Um, it's it's always nice when you can do something that's like, hey, it's fun to do, and it actually helps people. I mean, there's like there's very few things in this world that do both. You know, most of the time it's, it, you know, and of course, and make a career out of it. I mean, you, you, we all oh yeah, didn't have the specialization that we have now these days. You know, it's like it's hard. It's it's hard in this uh, industry to like make an honest buck anymore just because there's so many other guys totally raping it and trying to make it, you know, just making it always so that every time you, you come to somebody with an honest deal or something, they're like, really? What's in it? There's a catch. There's got to be a catch. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, dude. No, short term, no. That, you're, you're that's like, the here, thing. It's always- here, it's free, dude. Take it. You know what I mean? I don't even care anymore. Like, I'd, so a lot of times I think, uh, you know, it's all about paying forward. And, and I mean, you guys are doing a huge service by producing quality genetics that people can trust and, you know, I was also saying earlier that one thing about making clones is it's, it looks good on paper. It's a hell of a lot of work. And at the end of the day, it seems like when you have them, a lot of times when you have them, nobody needs them. And when you do, so then you end up, th- you know, throwing away trays of clones or giving them away or whatever you got to do. And it only takes, you know, uh, one massive disaster on your mom's or, or something going along and everybody blames you for every fucking thing that goes wrong that's what oh, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if we have a joke here where if you did well it's your genius but if you fucked up it's my fault exactly no that is the classic that is the clone mentality. Yeah. And, and you don't get the credit when you need it and you're like you do realize that the reason it did so good is because i took care of it all the way up until i handed it to you and then yeah. you know and that's one of the things i was asking about the medias earlier because i've had times where, you know, I like certain things to make clones, but I can't ever give it to anybody because if I give it to them in that particular 
fashion. Like I'll, I'll, I'll actually, if somebody wants clones, I'll, I'll give it to them in Rockville because I know that they'll. Doesn't matter what they're going to put it in; it'll work. But if I'm going to do yeah. it for myself, I'd rather do it in like, uh, you know, like a, a, a root ride or something like that. That's a little bit more organic. The problem is that they they dry out so weirdly that if you hand it to somebody, you know they're going to go home and they're going to leave it behind the. They're going to get home and they're going to kill it. Yeah, they're going to go home, put it down, go eat something, do some dabs, do this, do that, then come back to it tomorrow, and you're like, "What? No, no, no! no. It's like a heart, dude. You got to get that thing in as quick as possible." You know what I mean? Like, boom, heart transplant. But they don't think that. Yeah, way. yeah, yeah. A lot of them just think. Like, no, no. And at the same time, uh, that's when all the damage goes down too. I mean, making clones is like being a daycare center for babies, you know what I mean? And you can damage them pretty badly at that point if you really wanted to, you know what I mean? Or if you don't pay attention. Yeah, buffered. Yeah, you just don't Buffered. Pay yeah, and we harden them up, though, too. Like we, 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 get them, we get them ready for you so they can go. And then if, there's, if I don't think that they're able to take, depends on how much sun and what time of the year, but we, we, we're pretty clear about it so that if I've UV'd them, they're UV'd, and if we haven't had a chance to UV it because you need them right now, then I'll let you know to make sure you put them under some rainy. And it, it, it just lets the people prep it, and we'll, it's been kind of cool. What I've done for years is I kind of serve as like a, I'm, I am a master gardener but in, in, from the UC, but I, I serve as a master gardener here where I don't care if you buy my plants or not, I'll still answer your questions. So we have rivers of cats coming here all the time for gardening questions, and it's cool because it lets them have a place to come and, and work through their issues. Right. And, it's, it's cool to be part of something, you know, bigger than you. It's a, it's a greater good. Now, uh, I think we should take this time to quickly shout out some uh, sponsors real quick because got so, we got some more questions about uh, sharing some information uh, for you. So. Okay, so what sure. we're going to do, do a quick shout out to our sponsors and we'll get right back. And then we only got a short amount of time after that, so then we'll let you go. No worries, no, I'll just chill on the phone. Okay, cool. Thanks, man. Easy. Let's start out with our buddies oh, over at Way to Grow. Yes. The largest grow shop in Colorado, grow chain, I should say. They have seven locations all over Colorado. Uh, latest one up in Silverthorne. Biggest and my favorite is the 1051 Platte River, just because they have Concentrate Corner also, in case you need to get any Concentrate gear. And uh, the fact that it's 20,000 square feet and has everything you need. Uh, and my buddy Tyson works over there, so I love it. Yeah. Grab some, grabs, uh, make sure you, as on the way out, uh, to get yourself a discount at uh, Adam Dunn Show. And if you really want to specifically one of the products that we're only allowed to have, hopefully they'll still have them. Uh, they had the Phantom Ceramic Metal Halides for uh, $3.99, normally $4.99. And they had the uh, Hortolot Blues 1000 Watt, which were normally $249 for, or $239 for $139. Oh, yeah. And those ones you have to say ADS Blue for the Hortolux and ADS Phantom for the phantom lights. Yeah, and the 30% off the early and often preven- pest prevention sale. Get that IPM going. Yep, so pest prevention sale going on right now. Do 30% do off Start now. all of their uh, IPM programs and stuff. And again, grab some candy on the way out. Speaking of Take candy. Take the wrappers with you, though. Speaking of candy, candy, and candy. as you're in the candy mood, you can always pick up some incredible candies. I can't call them candies. Incredible infused Oh, yeah, incredible edibles. infused. Sorry. Incredibles. Can- no, no candies. No candy. Pick up some um, Incredibles. About I don't know, like 15 flavors now. They're just killing it on the uh, last Cannabis Cup. They won three top ones was their uh, CBD Black Cherry, which I haven't tried yet. I can't wait to try that yeah, one. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and their Pistachio Mint, was, which uh, is unbelievable. Uh, Fireberry, like my favorite for the Habanero. Uh, that's a top one right there. And uh, also check out Incredible Extracts if you see them uh, available in any of your dispensaries. 
they have the black and uh, gold label. Gold label would be your uh, in-house production, and their black label is their own. And they're, I think they won first place also in that category, and it was uh, that uh, cream soda, man, or, or orange soda, sorry. Orange yeah, soda. The orange soda. Yeah, orange yep. soda. Unbelievable. So that you see that, see that flavor, grab it. Hit it up. Um, and our friends over at Build a Soil, right? Oh, yeah. Build a Soil. Uh, right Journey, now, working hard. Springtime. It is springtime. If it's your organic uh, go-to place, anything small, handmade, uh, artesian soil batches. Um, they have uh, Clatamus Coots program there. They've got top dressings. They've got hard-to-find products. Uh, what's also nice with them is you got any questions, just get on, like, send them a question, and they'll get back to you as soon as possible. Right now, though, I can guarantee you it's going to be They're hard to get them swamped. on. They're swamped. They're going to want you to leave a message. Much like normally, Kev is. Oh, I checked. I, I, busy, busy, busy. Super busy. I mean, it's like they're they're supplying a bunch of our friends with some <laughs> large amounts of soils that we know we know that they're what they're involved with right now. Um, but anyway, buildasoil.com or do, is it dot com or dot net? You know, it's buildasoil.com. Buildasoil.com. No, totally. Yep. I can't see over there, but anyway. No. Nope. Uh, or it's eight five five eight seven seven soil. So, yep. To get a call directly to those guys. Yep. Get your customers. Say hi to on. Jeremy if you can if you can get him on the phone. I mean, yep. Right now, it's tough. And uh, our buddies over at Dark, Dark Horse. Horse, working, 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 uh, pumping out some great extracts. Um, genetics coming around the corner, too. I'm doing a little bit of a collab with them right now with THC. So give us a few months. We'll be out having some first rounders of that. Um, also, uh, the concentrates and all that stuff are fun. Concentrates are flying right now. Oh they're, yeah. they're, uh, they're medical only, so if you have to go to if you if you uh, want to get some, you're gonna have to get them on the med side, and uh, keep your eyes out. Also, they still. I mean, it's the wrong time of season right now, but probably get a good deal on the last couple hoodlums. They got like about two or three left, so grab them, give them a call, and that's uh, darkhorsegenetics.com. Oh yeah. Oh, now I'm kind of getting thirsty, which speaking of our next thirsty sponsor, oh, we're oh, empty. Yeah, Growstones made, made two of them. Two down. Two down. I think KTI is going to go pick us up two more, two more on the way, so we can uh, contribute to the Growstones, which are made out of 100% recycled glass. Uh, so every time you drink a beer, you're making yourself some more Growstones. What a deal. What a, what, a, what a win-win situation for the world. But uh, also, beautiful thing about these Growstones, they don't float, so you don't have that same situation of having all your, per- all your perlite at the top of your pot and all your bottom of your pot getting compacted. Um, they're 100% American-made. Uh, and they also have a thing called Natnix, which is basically a smaller, almost perlite-sized pieces, and you create a barrier, a physical barrier, so that uh, the gnats cannot breed. And for all those, that's, you know, like, like uh, we all know, those, sometimes it's just those little minor details, like everything in your room is great except you got these damn gnats, you know, and they're, they're one of those ones. Uh, but nothing, there's no uh, chemicals in those at all, totally inert. Uh, you can go to growstone.com and see the com- entire the line. Great products. And I, I believe next week we're going to actually have, uh, or we're shooting for either next week or the week after to have our final uh, bio versus... Uh, uh, Jeremy versus uh, the doctor. Exactly. And so we will have Growstone. We'll have basically, we're going to bring two of our sponsors together to battle it out once and for all. Not coming to any conclusions because you can't because everybody can grow however the fuck they want to grow. Yeah, everybody <laughs> will end up being right. Everybody will be right. It'll be great. Yeah. It'll be a win-win. But, but at the same time, thing. we'll be able to bring up a lot of good points. Um, you know, because there is 
uh, water conservation is one of the main things that people have to think about too. So sometimes there is situations when you want to grow properly uh, on hydro, but at the same time, I'm an or- you know we know us we love organic, so we're going to be it will be in Jeremy's corner, but then at the same time, we all love to uh, you know see things that are producing produ- you know quality production stuff, which is what Grossman is all about quality. Mm. And don't forget our buddies over at hydroponic research which is the guys who produce veg and bloom they're all in one very easy program um you know there is when i say all in one it's it's actually a, a four-part program one being foliar one being micro my, uh, rhizosphere, uh, rhizosphere with your plant uh, probiotics of the life program and your flowering enhancing program which is called shine so there is a it's not just one but we call it all in one because the most of the main components is your base nutrients and that is all, all in one um, great production stuff. Also great for large scale, keeping everything real clean and simple. Uh, if you're coming at it from that angle, so you want to cover all bases here. You know what I mean? And uh, they are hydroponicresearch.com is the uh, link to check out their stuff. And hopefully we're gonna have them on the show in a couple of weeks. We had uh, Joe on last week. Yeah, it was a great show last week, Joe. So if you want to check out, uh, he will talked a lot about that product last week. So if you want to go back, haven't heard it, take a look. And our buddies over at SeedsHereNow.com. Representing some of the best genetics out there. Um, we're going to have to have him on the show soon, too. Gets a couple more of his of his breeders on here. Uh, recently, we had the guys from La Plata on here. Um, you know, we had Swamp Boys a few episodes back. We've had, you know, we've had a few of them, but we definitely want to kind of, Blake, get through some of his. So, James, I know you're listening. Start organizing next week's show. We also had DJ Short via him. So, uh, now nah, you don't have to do next week's show, but just you know, start putting it together. We uh, we love to talk to your guys. One thing with those guys too is everything is direct from the breeder. I mean, it comes through him, but it's direct as far as he he deals with them all on a personal level. So it's no resellers. And uh, take a look at them at seedsyourno.com, and also check out their app, which uh, he just put put out. A think about two weeks ago so it's fresh get on the app start uh and and you know one thing i love about these guys is that they're they're their turnarounds quick and uh they stand behind everything if you guys have ever have any issues you have seeds that'll sprout doesn't matter what company it is he'll will replace them so you know good good guys good service good team exactly and expanding out all time so and that was it, I think, right? Oh, that's all. That's all. That's of our all sponsors. our wonderful Ooh. sponsors. But that's plenty of them. We're grateful for every one of them. Oh, we definitely are. So, uh, Kev, back to you for a little. We were talking about sharing knowledge, and uh, was it the Gangier? Oh yeah, tell us about yeah, that a little yeah. bit. You know, tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, the Gangier. Uh, it was funny. I was I was in the house talking to my son, and I said, you know, uh, who am I? Because we we have all these weird names put to us. You know, uh, don't grow a. And, and he laughed and he said, Dad, you're a Gangier. You're a, a cannabis culturalist. Mm-hmm. And I thought the name was just so apropos. I said, damn. I said, let's go and uh, form a little blog so we can, we can talk to other Gangiers. And what we started doing was we started realizing if we put together a little connection spot to where we could get what we would call the cannabis professionals, a place to kind of uh, have a place to talk, mm-hmm. then it would allow us to find people that we thought were uh, valuable but unheard, and having that site allows us to take people and, and promote them. So it's it's kind of cool. We got a friend like Casey O'Neill, 
and Casey is uh, he's, he's somebody that we thought just needed to be seen because he's a CSA farmer who does cannabis farming in addition, so he's this combined farmer. And so Casey... Oh. Bugger. We lost the call. After all We're going to call him back. Man. Uh, we're calling him back. <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you need Skype credit. Skype credit, so what are we doing? Say, Kev, call, let's call back. Didn't he call this first time, right? No, yeah, we he called. Did. I, did he? Yeah, yeah, he called oh, us, okay. I remember. Kev, back. let's call back if you can, Shit, if you hear bugger. us. Uh, hopefully we can get to talk to Kevin. Oh, we're going awesome. to get to Kevin right now. Uh, I tell you, him and Ron Wallace, they got to get together. This is like, this is it. I've, I've, I figured it out. And I know I, my, my guy Cameron out there, if he's listening to the show, he knows what's up. So he needs to uh, get in touch uh, with Ron and tell him to listen to this episode because he may realize that this is the guy right here that they can get together with and rule the world with large pumpkins and giant cannabis. Uh, let me check. So, you're texting with him right now? Yeah, I got a text out to him. Uh-huh. So, we're going to get him to call into the show. See if we can. I mean, we're actually at the time. Yeah, you know, we're, we're pretty much there, but, you know, it'd be nice be, to... be nice to wrap it up with well, him. Yeah, yeah, we'd be nice to get him and see see if he's got something. So, you know, some, the wrap out and the shout outs. He's gongianus. So, let me see. And uh, oh, there he is, Hey, Kev. Okay, this is uh, Kev's assistant. I'm going to hand it over. Oh, sweet. Awesome. Uh-huh. And there you go, man. Sorry about that. No, we just dropped you, the line. That's okay. That was not bad for the whole show. We only did it once, right? Hey, yeah, no, the, the Gangier was cool, man. It was, it was something that we put together so we could get people that we wanted to be able to have a voice that didn't have a voice. So... It, it, it lets us take all these small farmers and small people and, and different individuals and, and let them talk about stuff they want to talk about. And so it's, it's yeah, I guess it's our way of trying to get local people together and people I meet that want to have a place to have conversation. We vet them so that everyone on there is pretty legit. And if you are on the Gangier, more than likely you're talking at some of the events I'm putting on because I'm using you as, as expert. And so it's, it's, a, it's a neat situation where it lets us kind of help people out uh, develop their persona, so to speak, but it's all legit shit. It's, it's all legit people. Cool. No, it's, uh, I mean, it's, and it's good now because I think a lot of people are, it, it's, as the industry opens up and as these places, uh, you know, you, you see experts everywhere. Everyone's an expert. Everyone's is this. And, and, you know, you can only, it's interesting because, People like us, I mean, we we kind of have a better idea maybe if some of these people are experts because we might have like, wait a minute, <laughs> that guy's not definitely not an expert. Um, at the same oh. time, there's a lot of talent out there that's that's not being utilized just because they are still working on the old style. And they're still they're a little bit reluctant, and and as things open up, it gets really crazy because within a year you'll find yourself like lost, gone. You're like that's it. You just like you after 20 years of of putting in time. Just because you didn't pay attention for like a year, all of a sudden everyone else is like filled in all this, the positions and things are like you can't get a job because you had got busted back in the day or whatever happens. There's always oh yeah yeah and, and so like a lot of the best growers, you know, especially in the beginning here when they were saying that if you had a felony, it didn't matter if it was cannabis related or not, you couldn't get in the industry. A lot of my friends just left, you know what I mean, and they were like the best growers that could have helped 
get this thing going, but they were like, well, guess I'm out. And then like a year later, they realize the mistakes and like, well, if it was cannabis related, we can of course, you know, deal with it because it makes sense. You were growing weed and now you're not allowed to grow weed. You know, I was like, come on. <laughs> kind of like the crazy, the crazy uh, reversal where the only people that were allowed to grow it were the people who had no experience, you know? So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, same. It, it was dispensary owners couldn't, you know, they call it the D'Angelo bill where if you, you can't, they're putting the bill in because you're not supposed to have a dispensary if you have a felony. And so the, the irony of it is, is that so many of us in the industry are, are, that's what we spent our whole lives. Basically, if you if you got in trouble, that means you you were you were busy working. Exactly, it should almost be like you got a, a pass to go further up. Like, oh, okay, well, yeah, this you, is yeah. You got busted for that much? Oh, great! You keep going. Oh, you're real. Yeah, you're, you're committed. Yeah, you're a committed grower. Yeah, you were not. So the guy no. So the guy was cool like that, and it, it's just neat stuff. It's it's we're just trying to. Um, you, we have so much going on for ourselves with our the farm and the business and the stuff. But, man, it's, it's trying to use your momentum to help drive the community forward, too. And so we can do cool stuff. And because we've been really um, open for years, people have pretty good trust in us. And so they, 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 don't, they don't look at me like I'm trying to peel them when I ask them, hey, if you want to participate in this, it's a good piece. So it, it lets me, uh, we can do all kinds of educational stuff. And I'll take these people that I think are really sharp but aren't known yet. And then we'll put them on a stage and back them up. And then this way you can get really intelligent people into our industry. Sure. And it's working. Here in Humboldt, we have a, you know, there's some really sharp people that are working in cannabis right now that were not in cannabis prior, and I'm digging it. Nice. it most of the cannabis people are like refugees, for Christ's sake. They failed in something, then they come into cannabis, and they always let me know, I'm in cannabis for a year now. I'm here to, to do something. And you're like, you know what? You failed in your job. Right. And now you're over in my industry telling me about how you're going to, you know, you're going to, fix my industry and you you could you can't even hold a job right right no and then and there's a so lot I, more a lot more um uh pitfalls that these people don't get because they haven't been doing it so yeah. you're like that's not gonna work you know what i mean it, it's interesting no. to see too when when you know it's uh somebody's really green and really fresh and they're telling you their great new uh, internet thing they're gonna build that's gonna like you know take tell you what kind of weed you should smoke or whatever it is and you're like yeah, that's not gonna work, dude. It's like that, that, the data is too much, and it's too much variables, and everybody's different, and the reactions are gonna be different, and you're, you know, it's like your machine's gonna tell them every time to do the wrong thing, and, and you're not gonna gain anything. It's gonna pick a woman too. Yeah, it's like having the machine pick your woman. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? It can't happen. I, I, yeah, everybody yeah. has their own tests, no. and and certain, you know, yeah. it, it, it's so so distinct, and especially when it comes to medical, it's even more of it because now you're actually breaking laws by telling people that things are going to cure certain, you know, I mean, you can't do that. That's like, oh, yeah, 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 like yeah, no, no. It's... I tell people, it's like, you know, you probably want to get away from almost the word, even though we appreciate the fact that it has medical applications, it definitely works, we know things work, but we can't say it, you know what I mean? Like, if you start saying it, you're no. going to put yourself out because you're like, uh, that's not legal to do with anything. That's what happened with ginseng. That's what happened with a lot of things where, you know, it's out yeah, of it's kind improperly of, advertised. All of a sudden, it's out of our hands because some guys are like it cures cancer, it cures. Well, that's why the FDA was sending out those stuff to them. So you have to be really careful with what yeah. you say, but at the same time, mm -hmm. doesn't mean we're going to stop, you know, applying it and we use it as much as possible. Yeah, we should, and it's for me though, you know. I don't, I, and I try not to, I try, when, when I, I, as a dispensary owner, you get people that come here that are in serious condition, and, and what I try to do is I try to be honest with them. I, I, I try to tell them, and what I tell them is I'm here to help you, and I'm here to do whatever I can do to help you, and, and I'll go as far as, as, you, as we can go together. 
But other than that, that's it. That's the only promise I can make. I don't have a fucking clue if this is going to work. And the honesty of it seems to help the people so much because then they can say, okay, together we can try. And I'm like, yeah, together we'll try. Sure. And then you can begin the, the struggle. But, you know, I, I, if I was, when I'm having problems, don't lie to me. <laughs> I'm not, that doesn't make me feel better. And and I think that people want to see the, the the product works so well that they're like, you'll cure it. And I'm like, stop. You're 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 telling people it's just wait a second. We don't even know what's going to happen with them. Right. And let's just find out can we help them and what do we do and how do we work with it? Because otherwise you're taking people on this emotional ride. Yeah. And well, the problem is that you're you're going to get off of it, but they're going to die with it. They don't they don't get off that emotional ride. So I'm kind of cautious with it. And so people know to come to me for assistance. But I'm always honest about it, like, because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a career dope grower who's serving in this weird gray area medical position. Yeah, I know. It is you know, it's nuts. Me, most of the med doctors ask me for advice. I know, and it's weird when people call, like, you know, I get emails all the time from people that are, like, you know, in desperate situations. And then it's like they don't have medical oh. there. That And, you know, it's like... Uh, as much as I'd like to help every single person, there's only certain ones I can, and there's there's some that you can give them some advice. And sorry, I can't like break laws and start sending you weed to like Missouri. I'm sorry, I just can't do it. You know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah, I can't do this. I know come, I get the same thing come, too. It's come, never ending. Like Simpson in the mail. I can't. Of course, they're like, no, I can't move. You know, and it's like, oh, you know, it's just like sorry. You know, this is like, but at the same time, if there's any way, and I know anybody that's going there or something, I'll, I'll try to send them the, that way. But it is, it is weird because you, you know, you, you, you get the responsibility of a doctor without actually being a doctor. Um, but you kind of get that same feeling that they get, except they're getting paid to be a doctor and you're actually, you know, doing this out of like, like the kindness of your heart in a sense, because I mean, realistically when somebody needs like CBD, they technically hardly ever need a lot of it. You know what I mean? It's like, they need a little bit, compared to what I'm used to smoking myself or taking... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Med so, people are radically different. The dose yeah, titration is radically it's different. Not like I mean, shit, like, we're, they're, we're, they're not, we're swimming in their shit. Yeah, and they're just like, they look, you know, and then you go like, that worked? Like, that little tiny amount worked? It's like, yeah, it worked great. You know, and you're like, oh, I'll take care of you forever, dude, if that's what they, you know, and that's not a problem. And then, you know, there's a few people out there that maybe need to smoke all day to feel because they're in a lot of pain or whatever. Yeah, not going to say that every single guy out there using medically is, is 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 not using a lot, but for the most part, when it's a real, especially when it's children involved or elderly or anything like that, the dosages are ridiculous. Like you're to the point you're just like, wow, that's amazing that that oh, small amount worked so fast. Yeah, it worked within ten seconds. You know what I mean? And that's like, okay, this is a real deal stuff. But again, you can't run out and say it is. You have to kind of like take it with a grain of salt and sort of like be like all right i'll supply you with this but the minute you sort of start to go out and say this cured that then you kind of like uh you know the sharks start circling you at that point yeah yeah and then yeah and there's always somebody who wants to punish you yeah and or just you know like like over here we had the charlotte's web situation with like because my friends brought that from ohio you know and they brought it here to colorado and they didn't know what they had and they were working with them in the dispensary and they got exactly what we just talked about earlier. My friend had a felony. He couldn't go any further and get his badge. The dispensary and the Stanley brothers basically were the owners of that. They took his genetics and took it all and took his workers with them too. And his workers basically went along because they could keep going. And then they got to get the benefit of getting paid out like a couple, you know, a couple hundred grand or something like that. But they got paid out for his genetics that he brought and he got nothing, you know what I mean? And at the end of the day, it was like that got pimped out really hard. 
it got held back because of the reality that it's not a very fun plant to grow. It's like one of these really hard plants to grow properly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, AC, the ACDC feed, the same thing. The, the and, sisters, and, I think, for crazy sake. So, and so they kind of like started to get a huge line of people backing up because of the reality that they just couldn't produce it fast enough. And it's like, okay, so now you're not letting it out to people. You're holding it back, and you're getting people on a waiting list for something they need now. You know what I mean? That's not the idea that we're kind of proposing. So we, so there was a lot of that going on here locally. Then you had the Chinese crap being imported in here with all the bullshit. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's, all, it's coming in, man. I think it's coming from Korea, too. You got pure CBD, pure THC. Right. The lab detects it as clean. To yeah. me, that's, that's the future of the, the industry. They're gonna, because they're going to put this shit in a pen. And no one will know what the base product is. It's like food. People have no idea where food comes from. Yeah. They just want to put something in their mouth. Yeah. And I'm I'm looking at this I'm looking at this artificial product and I'm laughing and I'm like, this is chemical cannabis. Yeah. No, Holy shit. Exactly. Yeah, and it's not. It's not there's no balance to this. This is not the same product. I'm like, woo. Yeah, yeah it's we got a we got a, a little bit of education that we have to get going. You know, and that's the, in order for the customer lucky, to understand. And we're lucky as a, as a nation that we're actually able to produce it now here because if we were if we were relying on China to give us all of our CBDs, we'd be trouble right now. You know, we'd have more, oh my god, we'd have more we're issues. Toxic. We would have more issues than we started with. You know what I mean? So, so we're no, 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 because look at the quality of products coming in from these guys. I'm not anti Chinese, but I'm definitely anti lead. I'm anti Chinese you know, food. I mean, I'm anti Chinese food because I don't feel like they're they're looking out for our benefit. So I wouldn't eat anything. No, no, no. Their 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 industry their their industry is not regulated. Yeah, no. If you go to China, their industry is not regulated. I'll buy a hoverboard off of them, but I don't think I'll buy a pretty food. <laughs> I mean, it's like no, yeah, no chicken. Yeah. So I mean, and, and you know, they don't have the same. There's crazy shit going on now where they're actually allowing now for us to export chicken to. China to be processed. To oh, they never come back as processors with yeah. no with no label. Yeah, and it's they like, do it in Cali. If you have to have a Cali label on the chicken, or you can basically guarantee it's a Chinese chicken. I know, isn't it? And then I, I mean, I, I don't eat any meat anymore, so I'm pretty much out of that loop. But I, to me, it's it is showing you how the global economic thing works it's like okay so it's cheaper for them to ship it out to china have it processed there who knows what the hell happens because you know it's not like chicken is the, the most stable thing you're going to work with in the world you know what i mean it's like has a very good totally. chance of getting contaminated and then shipping it back to us like oh come on guys that, that cannot be caught it is cost effective because we're so lame in this country we can't even work you know anymore but yeah you can't, you can't, yeah, yeah it, it's I I support local farms. I get all my my vegetables from a CSA. Um, I I try to I try to if I if again cannabis taught me that that's the irony of it all. I learned to be an organic eater yep. because I became an organic cannabis producer. It, it I started realizing that I was putting in ten times the effort into feeding my plants that I ever did me. Yeah, that's kind of what I tell people. I, when, like, when I yeah, I feel your reservoir. You're like that's like three nights worth of, of food worth of energy that I just put into there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even do that. Go home and then you make something really easy because you're making teas that take two days and stuff for your plants and putting all this energy towards it. But, yeah, it's crazy how much... Uh, and, and people who feed with with bottle newts are even worse because sometimes they're putting in, like, $200 in a reservoir. You know what I mean? You're like, whoa! $200. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they're, and they're driving a production level that's insane. I mean, some of the numbers coming off the of flat grids. I mean, production numbers right now are amazing. But the bottom line is, it's it's um, chem driven. It, it, when I 
even though it's a gorgeous product, when I smoke it at the very at the at the, at the last exhale, I always go ah, car exhaust. So you know that's the drug. That's the bad part of it is that when you're when you're into cannabis for so long, you you end up really becoming pretty uh, picky about what you want to smoke. And when it comes to the food, it's the same way now. Where I'm like, holy shit, man! I will definitely, I will wait before I eat. Like, I, if if it's fast food, man, I'll go hungry till I get home. Oh yeah, I'm the same. Way. I know the. Di- no, I'm the same way. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm cool with it, man. My yeah. discipline's pretty good about this. Yeah, no, I've I, I've been really good. I moved back five years ago, and I haven't had any fast food since I moved back from from Holland. And you know, when I moved to Holland, I pretty much didn't. I quit fast food when I lived out there, so I, I haven't eaten anything in twenty years, pretty much like that. But, yeah, no, it's it's much it, better. And it's it's weird when I travel. I'm the same. I'm like. Damn, I passed like twenty fast food places, but fuck it, I'm just gonna go home and I'm gonna get home and cook something myself. At least I know what I'm cooking, and you know, what I mean, it's just like it's, it, it, it is. Sometimes it's like it's when you work on a construction site with people, or you're working like you're you're doing something where trimming or something. And there's no food except Pizza Hut, you know what I mean? And I'll be like, fuck yeah. it, fuck it. I guess I'm not eating, you know what I mean? Sorry guys, have fun, you know. It's just like I can't do it. Just can't. I can't cross. Yeah, yeah, poison you. But you're, you're yeah, probably, poison you. You're, you're probably best move in your life was going to the west coast at that age and getting out of because i mean the thing about the east coast is it's it's hard to live i mean new england is like nothing but uh fucking donut shops everywhere you know what i mean you're just like oh my oh, god that's right and and how r- many right now worst, worst middle have? class in the u.s yeah and worst middle class in the u.s no money there's no they took away all the industrial work you know we were all blue collar guys yeah and blue collar disappeared and and now blue, blue collar subbed out to some you know some some Asian nation and basically New England if you're not in a managerial uh, technical sure. you're, you're you're not employed. Yeah, I mean, I so yeah, for me to me to escape, I'm grateful. Yeah, and I I still love New England. I'm a New Englander in my always in my heart, but yeah. there's no way to live there healthily. Right. No, it's really hard. It's really hard. I was always I, I had this idea of when I was traveling because every time I come back from Amsterdam, I'd go you know I'd either see my grandmother in Rhode Island or you know go to the side of the family or whatever. And at one point we were driving along and I went by so many Dunkin' Donuts. I was like, you know, I got a great idea for a show. Why don't we do like a rally from uh, New York to f- Miami and it's Dunkin' Donut rally. And if you see a Dunkin' Donut, you have to drive in, go through the drive through You have to buy a certain item and drink it and eat it before you go keep going. And you'll die. You'll you'll have diabetic shock before you'll ever make it out of Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah, so you would go make it out of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be, be like, so caffeined ah. out. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be the funniest show because no one would ever get anywhere because they'd, they'd be like, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm standing on one corner. I see four Dunkin' Donuts on one corner that I can spot. You know what I mean? I was like, what would you do now? You'd have to hit every single one of those. You'd be like, that's it. You got to do it. You know? So, yeah, it'd be, uh, be a great show. It'd be just like the uh, the guy who tried to eat McDonald's you know, for a month. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Supersize me. Supersize me, except you'd a combination of diabetic shock behind the wheel. You know, it'd be like, perfect, perfect show. So, <laughs> so on that note, um, uh any so I, I definitely would love to come out to your golden tarps this year if you want to if you if you want to consider me and mitch to come out as a judge and oh yeah that'd be fantastic dude that'd be great we'll, we, we we not stay in touch you guys come on I'll, I'll put you up we'll have a blast man come on out humboldt in october especially this year this october is going to be off the hook yeah and that's the time to be there, all the right? legal permits are going through yeah this would be a great year to come to humboldt sure and and we did the we did the emerald cup last year and that was actually my first emerald cup even though i heard about it um when I got there, I was like, oh, my God, this is actually a cup of people with, with all the people that I kind of want to meet, like other breeders that I want to meet and people wanted to meet me. And I was just like, this is really good. This is actually the real deal right here. You know what I mean? So Yeah, I'm, yeah. No, I love the Emerald Cup. Tim, Tim Blake's a 
Yeah. He's a lovely guy, man. He's like a really good dude, and yeah, he puts no, on a first-class event. Yeah, we had Tim on the show, and uh, we met his, his daughter Taylor and the whole crew there. They were definitely cool people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, he's uh, solid. Uh, like I said, we were bo- both Mitch and I were blown away when we were there. We're like, okay, this is going to be our one one definite one cup a year. But uh, I would love to come check out the Golden Tarp and uh, make it two cups a year up there because it's why not, you know. Great place to be. That'd be great. That'd uh, be great. And like we said, if you can come out this way, any 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 moment in time that you have a chance to come, if you could break away for a couple of days, uh, we'll make sure to take care of you out here because we'd love to show you what's going on and introduce. Oh, you it'd, to be a pl- it'd be a pleasure. I would love to come to Colorado and see you guys too. It'd be nice. I'll see you guys in your your house. You come see mine. That's it. That's it. Um, and again, like I said, I'm gonna I'm going to link you up with Ron Wallace. I wanted to make this happen because I, I just even if I, I I would love to like be a third person on the phone just listening because I think the conversation is going to be hilarious. <laughs> I know I'd love it. That'd be great too. No, I didn't know he's from Rhode Island. That's hysterical. Uh, yeah. I'd love to meet Ron Wallace. Yeah, yeah, I know he's a giant pumpkin dude. That'd be cool. Yeah, exactly. And then you could get some pumpkin, uh, a little bit of uh, pointers on yours if you're growing. Are you growing? Uh, I'm down. Yeah, yeah. We're doing we're doing a giant pumpkin this year. Pat King, the soil king out of uh, Cloverdale, nice. him and uh, a friend of mine, Mike, from City GT, they're all trying to do big pumpkin things, so they threw me a seed and said, here, let's, let's go, so let's go a giant pumpkin together, so yeah, we're Ron, all trying to do some giant pumpkins. Ron got some serious, basically his his genetics are in all the top world record, like, last couple of years, or pretty much all him, so you gotta, you guys gotta link up. Yeah, yeah, for me, that'd be awesome. Cool. And then uh, any kind of details of any kind of email addresses or places that people can find you or what you're doing? Is there any kind of like well, people you want to shout out right now before we get off the... Off the- yeah, let's see. You can, um, uh, how, how do you find Kev, man? Um, Wonderland Nursery, that's on... on uh, you can wonderlandnursery.com. We have all kinds of vids on that. If you look up uh, Wonderland Nursery, probably go to YouTube. Kev, just punch in Kevin Jodry, K-E-V-I-N-J-O-D-R-E-Y. And what we do, too, is if people got questions about stuff, um, and if it's pretty easy enough, just hit the shop up now, email us, and we'll, we'll, we'll uh, the shop's number is uh, 707-923-2175, and just give the shop a call and ask questions, and we'll get back to you. It, it's, it's cool to be a hub. Yeah. A nexus. Cool. You're another nexus out there, you know, one of those it, and, um, it's, it's Yeah, it feels awesome to be part of it. Yeah, no, like I said, I think you made some great life choices going out there young and uh, making making you know making your way into this industry because, as you know, I mean, I'm about three years younger than you, so I know I'm happy that I picked out the right industry, too. I'm like, cool. <laughs> yeah, I, no doubt. I don't man. have to feel like what I'm going to do when I get old. I know what I'm going to do when I get old. I'm just going to have people bring me weed all the time and be like, give that old guy. You know what you're doing. You know that guy. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he made sage. Talk to him. Hey, did you ever grow my sage out or any of my strains or any of the THC strains? I, yeah, yeah, we did. We grew some of them up. You guys, you came by the HPRC years ago and dropped off some stock. Okay, and um, nice. Yeah, no, you did some beautiful work, too. Good. What are you doing right now? What's your what's your uh, um, well, what's your? I mean, here in Colorado, it's been a bit weird as far as like I, I've been doing some small like per, personal projects. I haven't really gone commercial mm-hmm. just because I dabbled here a few times, and everybody it was classic. I was like, yes, you know, you're not going to get all my stuff, and then you're going to burn me. It's not going to happen. So I kind of was very reluctant to to get in with anybody, and I kind of kept it all personal. So now I'm actually working with Dark Horse Genetics and we're going to do uh, um, we're doing a line of uh, say, a re- we're gonna, like relaunching Sage um, I think we're doing uh, Heavy Duty Fruity Sage and Hog right now 
kind of like re... No, it's nice. The hog, your hog, I had a, I had a really, really nice uh, sample of your hog. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, so we're re- kind yeah, of... Yeah, someone re- had a killer pet. Of, yeah, there was a greasy one that was floating around here in Sohan that was just killer. We're uh, reworking a few of those. And, and the cool part about coming back to America is, uh, like, I got all those genetics from people here in America, you know what I mean? So I can mm-hmm. kind of get them back into the fold. Um I'm trying to get my guy from the Heavy Duty Fruity back in the fold from Cali. Um, the hog, unfortunately, that was I got from a guy in uh, in San Diego who was a friend of ours' dad, and he died. And that was kind of our – like, it was weird. He died, like, the day we won the cup almost, you know. So it was one of those, like, well, we won the cup with your thing, but well, there you go. It's an ode to Very your sweet. dad. And he literally looked like Uncle uh, Jesse from – Dukes of Hazard, you know what I mean? It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had that look, you know. So I was like, perfect. But uh, yeah, we would love to link up and get you some new stuff and see what you think. And I mean, oh, that'd be great, man. We'll put, yeah, we'll do some runs and then I'll sit the killer out for the shop and we'll we'll run it through the nursery. Yeah, and I'm sure, like like you said, you've run through so many strains. It must be interesting to see um, some of these things. Any any things out there that you just like are just so bummed that is not accessible anymore that maybe we can maybe some of our listeners uh, you never know it's you like, know there's two th- yeah there's two things two things that I can't find I don't think anybody can find we don't seem to find any of the really heavy pine indicas anymore mm-hmm. really 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 real pine true pine you don't see that too much anymore in any of the lines and I in no none of the true skunks tell us about it that's nope, our, nope. that's our that's our quest right no there. true that's skunks what I was, baby I know. yeah no true skunks and no true pines man and you know what it was was they were, they were too loud for indoor yeah. I mean when we used to run this shit if you if you didn't have balls of steel you couldn't even touch those strains and so that stuff got cut out of the market because charcoal filtration wasn't you know on it quick enough yeah it's crazy and lo and behold man it's almost like a myth. People don't even think they, they, they don't even know what I'm talking about. I know. And that's, Those and are that's the two things that I wish I could find. And that's the funny thing, dude. That, that's exactly where we're at, too, because um, I just popped some 82, uh, 82 Kentucky skunk seeds. So it was like skunk that Ooh. was called skunk because it was skunky, not because some guy yeah. put skunk number one behind it and called it skunk. So I, I got two males out of it, which is like unfortunate in one way, but at the same time, I'm like, hmm, well... As unfortunate as it is, I can actually now fucking hit this up on, like, everything and see if anything gets skunk, you know what I mean? And just kind of like... Yeah, 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 because it's a a weird combination of genes that make that chirp combination. Yeah, and I'm not sure what is the reason why, and is it... it, Because because the problem is I have... There's a lot of plants out there that smell skunky when they grow. It's just like when you harvest it and it doesn't transfer. It doesn't. It doesn't. No, and it's, and it's not in the mouth either. Yeah, it's gone. That like, the thickness, that thickness is gone. Yeah, the, the, the terpene changes. It, it holds the it holds the tertiary terps bonds, but it, the, the monos are gone. And here's a funny thing too: is that uh, weirdly enough, my most skunky memory of any weed back in the day was in Rhode Island, which is weird. And it was out at the um, the desert, the Rhode Island desert there, you know, out there. In the, mm-hmm. And and it was like these kids that were Ooh. like living in a trailer. They had like a shitty looking plant growing behind their trailer. And I got like a bag of weed off these kids and there was no bud structure to it whatsoever. It was all leafy and shit. Like I was probably even not even bud to it was probably... But it was so yeah, skunky. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was so fucking skunky. It didn't matter what part of the plant, if it was a stem or the leaf or a bud. You didn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grease out of the bag. It was completely like, well, that's a fucking skunk. You know what I mean? And that is like you just ran yeah, over skunk. Yeah. And 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 weirdly enough, you know, it's like I smell it. I smell it here and there at like festivals or something. I'd be like, oh my god, I smell it. You know what I mean? And I'd like do a quick head snap and try to find it you know what i mean and i and it, but it would like somehow be so fucking elusive and i'm just like weird it's such a weird thing for us because at one point in time 
there was too much skunk. You know what I mean? The skunk was everywhere. And now that's all we want. <laughs> None of us can find it. And we're all like growing thousands of plants. And you'd think that one of us would pop off and be like, oh, there it is, finally. You know what I mean? There is the fucking. But you know, yeah, but, but boy, not really. Not really. Like, I mean, we're digging, but Jesus, I'm telling, I, there's a lot of us that are looking. So when you find it, make sure you tell you. When I find it, I'll let you know, man. I'll share it with you because, yeah, yeah, because you can't keep, don't keep that hidden because you know that's the one that'll die. And it's been, it's just really, really strange because it's actually the most distinctive part of the, the cannabis sort of plant that we're all, it's what is known for, it's what is, was, you know. It's that aroma. It's that, it, it's that distinctive aroma, yes, in America, it is that, it, that's what people know it as, and that's the one thing and, that's not here. And I, and the funny part, of living in Amsterdam for so long, that when I was there, I wasn't thinking about that, I was thinking of all the hazes and all the exotic stuff and all the ties and all the crazy stuff that I couldn't really get at a sort of, like, I could get, but I would never really know, you know what I mean, it'd be like, okay, I got a Jamaican run, or I got a Thai run, or whatever, but um, this was like, you know, pre-bred and everything so i was just sticking on those sativa sides the whole time i lived there and then uh you know now it's like roadkill skunk is like the number one thing we're all looking for and if i see a skunk when i'm driving down the road i'm like savoring every drop of the skunk <laughs> smell you know, it's, it's weird i'm like, like yeah little skunk oh, urine for cologne yeah so I, think good, skunk you know I, mean? I want that i want that so yeah yeah it is pretty much it's 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 salivatory then you make your mouth wet it's weird, right? So anyway, when you find yeah, it, whatever get back it is. to us, and uh, we're going to definitely stay in touch, and we're super stoked to talk to you. Uh, I'm glad KTI put this together, I'm glad, and thank Ron Craft for, for linking us to you. Yeah. It was awesome. Right anyway. on, man. Thanks well, so much for having me on your show. It's been a pleasure. You got any quick shout-outs, Kevin? Person, personal ones? Shit, I'm not a shout-out guy, man. I just, you know what? I'll shout-out to my crew. There you go. I that got, works. I, I do. I got an awesome crew, man. My my, my crew is banging. It's and and crew. every day every day I come into work, I'm just grateful that I get to be here with these people. So shout out to Wonderland staff. Nice. Awesome. Nice. We'll uh keep our eyes open and see what Wonderland's doing over the next uh, year or so and we'll be there. Definitely count us in. Right on, brother. Yeah, yeah, we'll stay in touch and we'll, I'll I'll see you in Colorado and you guys will see us in Humboldt. Awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah, baby. Have a great day. Peace. Bye. That was very good. I love talking to guys from New England because they're fucking, they're, again, just like Ron, enthusiastic, agriculturally minded, enthusiastic people that actually give a fuck. You know what I mean? That's huge. Yeah. Um, also, it comes through, I'm sure it comes through on the product. I'm sure that they're, you know, when you listen to the fucking on pointness of how he's timing his shit and how he, you know, and that's the key. And running those kind of, yeah, that num- kind of, num- in, in that kind of place. Numbers combined with. Very critical clientele. Very, very. Uh, done it all, seen it all, and not being a local and yeah. being obviously not a local. I mean, you hear that accent, you're like, where the hell are you from? You know, you're not a, you're not a Cali guy. Not that Cali people, most, especially in NorCal, I think they were definitely more open to it at a certain point just because it wasn't like hard life up there in a sense. But now that everybody's like, now it's, fuck it, forget about it, closed territory. Like, I'm sure, you know, he's more local than anybody just because he's hiring people, local keeping family i mean like you said generations of people which is awesome and that's yeah i think important in this whole uh grand scheme of things is that you look beyond uh short-term stuff and think about what you're doing it impacting yeah. wise as far as yeah. you know like you said like putting plants outdoors yeah. not keeping everything indoors all the time like yeah. just and it, it's interesting too because sharing the knowledge the one of the things that he was saying about putting plant outdoors and just you know making it healthy it's really interesting to like true because 
there's so many conditions and little weird viral things that we don't get. And sometimes it's just fucking give it a little more sunlight. You know what I mean? And obviously, if you're in a real clandestine situation, that might not be possible. But now that we're in this sort of like quasi-legal in some places, totally legal in other places, you know, if you're not utilizing sun into your advantage of some way, shape, or form, especially if you can just put your moms out for a couple hours a week and just give them some sun to get their vitamin B levels that right, correct, and, you know, all that little, there's little nuances that are like, okay, well, fuck it. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> that's something beyond me, but that's important shit, you know, so. Very good. Good job, KTI. Thank you. You brought quality to the table. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. Not sure what happened to our buddies uh, from uh, both, well, the dope guys were here earlier. Uh, their pens must have just hit them too hard. They must have just gotten there. Yeah. That's what happens, I guess. So, absolute. if you guys come through next time, we'll definitely chat. See you soon. Um, keep an eye out for their products everywhere. Uh, shout outs. Uh, well, Mitch and Ryan, thanks for helping out. Appreciate Woo, it. All Mitch the guidance. And Ryan. Mitch and Ryan. Ryan? Who's Missy Ryan? Elbow. Who's Ryan? Ryan, oh, the kid. Oh, thank you. There you go. Chuck I had no idea kid. who the fuck you were talking about. You know. That kid. guy. <laughs> I think his name is Joe. Uh, what's his name again? Oh, yeah, I haven't shown you that. I haven't even shown you the kid live. Oh, Joe Pagato or something like that. I don't know. I'll find out. Oh, and then Rod. Thanks. Yes. Shout out to my beautiful wife, Cece, who just left to go pick up little Nick at the school. He's going to be back soon. Um, shout out to my mom, Ace, down at the farm. Shout out to Jacob and Sonny and Aaron all helping out down at the farm. That's my crew down working there. Working See, working the crew. Springtime. Uh, Joel, of course. Joel, Lou and family. Uh, shout out to guys at Solus Tech who are thinking about jumping on board here. You know, they, we're talking. Yeah. We're talking. So uh, might have some new sponsors. Might have some new stuff to play with. That's what I'm hoping. We're going to get some testing going on. Uh, let's see. Shout out to... Well, we can't. We have no details yet on the. We we're trying to talk about details on the other thing too, but we're gonna have to work on yeah, that. We're gonna have to suss that one. We need out. some details. That's details, what that details, 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 details. details. Yeah. Uh, to come. Keep an eye out for. Hopefully by next week we will be at the new spot again. Yeah. Back at the new spot, which sounds weird. The, um, waiting to get that building finalized. Then we'll be in the new and improved. And back at the same place. It sounds all weird. I don't know. I can't, you can't even put it all together. The grand reopening. Crazy. The grand reopening. Um, great. See you guys next week. Thanks to everybody else for listening and watching. Shout out to Spring Hill. Jack. For calling in last week. Practically every guys. one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own we don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it... Ganja.